Because I kind of already had a sense of who she was before I met her a little bit, right? Like, so it was, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, but yeah, everything's been been well. <laughs> We've done well. Ever yeah, you've done very well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, but yeah, it's one of those things where you just have to know what you want. And when you see it, you have to be willing to to go for it. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I mean, marriage is such a quick stage. I mean, I'm starting to get the, fr- uh, the feeling that... Uh, it was an arranged marriage and you just don't want to say it. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those things where, um, we had to like, you know, I, I, I told my parents like, wait, what you're going to do what? Like you're going to marry her after knowing her for eight hours. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't even eight hours really. It was mostly like an evening. And then like by the next morning, I was like calling her going, Hey, um, I'm going to marry you. And she's oh, like, Oh, right. I okay. see you. That's, 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 that's cute. That's cute. I, I like that. I, I just like, <laughs> That if you've said it it's like really that, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm just imagining you sitting there having a. You just met this girl. I was literally like, mm, I called her back the next fun. day. But yeah, I but that, that, that's immediately. But like, it immediately seemed too soon. Yeah, well, the next day still too soon. <laughs> but I'm glad it worked out for you. <laughs> kind of funny, right? <laughs> Do you know what? It's cute. It's, it's, it's kind of cute. I, I, it's I'm, like you know, it seems. I'm quite. Like, I, I, I'm quite romantic. Like I'm a hopeless romantic, and that sort of shit. I love. I fucking love hearing stories like because he no, puts a massive even, even now she's like, I can't fucking believe I married you. Like, like I'm not sure. Like, what was I thinking at the time? And whatever, you know. Like, it's just a strange. Yeah. In retrospect, it seems odd. She's like, Hey, shouldn't I have like just messed around for ten more years and waited to have kids and go travel or do something? And I'm like, Well, I mean, you still can. You still, you still could do it. <laughs> If you yeah, want, yeah, you know what I mean? Like she, she sometimes yeah. she's like, Oh, why did we get married so early? And periodically after a reminder, I'm like, you know, we were married at 23. Right. She's like, Oh my God, I can't believe we were just kids. Oh, it's a funny thing. Yeah. I mean, t- some people like, I don't know, I guess some people marry like high school sweethearts and stuff pretty early. Oh, I almost did. Yeah. You know, I almost did the same thing. Uh, thank God I got out of that fucking relationship. Yeah. Plus, I wasn't yeah. one thing I was sure of, and it's kind of a weird like weird thing. But part of why I was interested in getting married earlier and having kids earlier is because I had learned what in medical school and stuff that like, if you wait till your late thirties or something like that, you're going to be like, you're going to get in like down syndrome kids. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want a retarded kid. Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm serious. Like that was my bias. I was like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm getting married early. And that's precisely what I was in a mission to do. I mean, it was like the strangest thing, right? Can I say I'm very similar to you in that respect? And it's going to make me sound like such a prick now. And I, I'm sorry to anyone listening that has some. No, it's so like, this is true. Your risks are higher when you get older. Right? So it's not a- yeah. But I also don't. I look for if I'm going to go for someone, I don't want them having anything that could be potentially genetically passed down. And it's it's a very primal way of looking at it. And normal, normally people are like, oh, you shouldn't use the treatments. No, there's a girl that I could have gone for like last year she was just a mate and all that sort of thing but i'm sitting there going all right she, 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 i could make it work that's fine i know it sounds so brutal doesn't it i could make it work don't worry i'm just training down but she had, she had crohn's instantly when she said that i was like nope 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 not given any like child of mine <laughs> the chance of having crohn's nope yeah uh, fuck that <laughs> But it, it is, it's a genetic, like, I, I want my, like, I work out, not just for me, I work out so that I'm in the best possible physical state. So when I do have kids, 
they've got the best possible physical chance of like you know not developing problems and not having issues with them yeah i mean like it's, there's an extent to which you can kind of like but the problem is if you go back a generation like you know everyone has some shit going on like there's there's very few people that like have like your 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 scope goes down even more if you try to find the perfect genetics for everything too right like so then how are you gonna find oh i don't care about perfect genetics i just don't want them coming out with like you said down syndrome it sounds harsh but you're not that interested why would you want that well downs is one of those things it's not like you can really plan for it's one of those things it's like if you decide to have kids way later in life it's just it's just a much more probable outcome for things like that to happen it's just because of the um you know, the, like genetic damage or whatever it is. Anyway, the the point is like, I, in my head, whatever the reasons were, in my head, it was like, hey, I want to have kids really early because I don't want to deal with all that shit. And and I also was didn't want to be like these people that are really old. You know, when they have their first kid, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You should be like a grandparent or whatever. Like, why are you like, why are you so old? Um, so that seems always that always seemed weird to me, right? So like, I felt like I'd like to be like. I want my kids to be around while I'm relatively young and I can have fun with them and stuff. Um, yeah. I didn't really like want to be able to kick a ball around with them, yeah. run around with them, not like be decrepit and in a yeah, frame get, while they're running around. Get some hip surgery or some shit by the time you have, like, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. In my head, it's like you have this vision of what your life's going to be, right? So, like, in my head, you know, uh, clearly I have like layers of delayed gratification that most people don't have. I mean, if I, if I was able to sort of like get through several years of, college and high school and whatever earlier than most other people i wasn't sitting around fucking around i was like you have to have quite a bit of forward thinking to get all that work done right so like to me like i guess my life tends to be much more like forward thinking you know planning really really early in life and that included kids that included getting married and everything else and 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 um yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing, like, how many 23-year-old dudes do you think women know that are done with, like, medical school by that age, right? Oh, yeah, you know, the reality is that not many. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's not like I was some sort of, like, um, you know, strange, you know, like, you know, most women have to wait for a guy to be, like, in the U.S., probably, like, on average, probably closer to, like, probably, like, 26, 27 by that point, and then they have to go through like training and this and that, and they're in their mid 30s and shit. No, I was just basically a, like a unicorn comparatively, right? So, if anything, I was just as much of a catch as anybody, like at the time. So oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Anything, right? Like, like how many people are that, like, you know, set in life by the time they're 20, you know, in their early 20s? Not very many. So, sure, so sure. she well, had no, she's like, huh, what are the chances of me finding a guy like this? Never. It's never going to happen almost. The odds of that are near zero. So that was like, that was, you, also, thing, you know. But it also gets to show like how. Like I've never, I've met. Intelligent she is. I've, I've trained a bunch of people to become doctors and I've I only can. met maybe one person that was equally capable as I've been in terms of like these type of things. So I've got to throw, so an, not, I've got to throw an anecdote mm-hmm. in there. So yeah. I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of doctor loans or I have yeah, yeah, yeah. over the last six years. Uh-huh. Um, most of these guys coming out of residency and starting. Right, they'll get their their intro contract to start practicing, right? With uh, with some uh, health network. Most of them are right around thirty years old. I mean, I've had some that are in like their late thirties. If I had to put an average on that age, it's definitely like thirty years old. I mean, I mean, doctors aren't yep. young when they start. So that's right. Yeah, I was kind of like more like late twenties, and I was actually doing some working stuff even when I was training and stuff, even like in my early twenties. So I started really early. Um, yeah, so definitely like 
a rare situation for you know yeah so it's interesting also, one, one other thing with with regard to the like like the, the like for autism uh mate you've got muffled what's that you you're muffled there. oh did i okay yeah sorry about that can you hear me now yeah yeah you're good might be my vpn um i've heard of uh i've heard of like like higher increases in in autism cases and and uh um down syndrome with with like male male uh sperm donors or fathers who are in like their late 30s early 40s oh shit i'm not really sure if there's much correlation with all that stuff that and you're not going to be able to predict all that stuff but like one thing with my son i'm worried about is like i'm like um don't go find yourself too much of a nerd because like you're too much of a nerd and you have that kind of like He's even more of a nerd than I am. That tells you something. Like, he's got like that kind of like um, even more sort of like mm, maybe like a little bit more obsessive tendencies when it comes to like education stuff. And like the thing is, if you have two people that are like that and you have a kid, then you have a tendency to have like some weird personalities and shit in your kids. <laughs> like, you know, like you want to have a little bit of heart in there. So, like, what's good about my wife is like she's the more, much more emotional one. And all of that, and so that's a good balance. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it balances out nicely, doesn't it? Yeah, it balances out. You don't you don't want to have like someone exactly like yourself, exactly. Like you have to have that. No. Balance. Or I, I think I think so. Well, it worked out for us at least. I I don't know. That doesn't mean like so. The emotional woman is gonna drive like a guy like me fucking nuts from time to time. That's for sure, because that's just the the nature of it. But like, and my sons always think it's hilarious. You know, when my wife and I are fighting about some shit. And, um, but I'm like, no, that's the type of woman you want. Like, you don't want, the, <laughs> you don't want the one that basically just sitting there, like, you know, autistic, like, you yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yo, well, it's as my, it's as my old man always says, all men are retarded. Can, can you guys, all women are psychopaths. Can you guys hear me? It's about yeah, finding right the psych. Yeah, we can hear you, dude. Right, it. It's about, it's about the retards. Uh, it's about the psychopath being able to find a retard she can tolerate. And the retard being able to find a psychopathic and reason with, <laughs> like that's what he says. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. It's essentially the same fucking thing. It's such a minefield of, uh, of like, of mental problems nowadays, psychological problems. I mean, there, there are so many people. At least, at least in my generation and, and in yours, Chaga. So I'm, I'm 34. I'm, I'm a little older, and, and I am engaged. Um, but like, the, the number of narcissists, like social media induced narcissists, that you come across is, is absolutely astronomical. So, like. Terrifying. It's really like before your fiance, do you have any stories about like like what you're describing? I'm curious, like just what like what do you mean by that? Oh, dude, like they'll create like emotional situations uh, out of nothing to try to gauge a reaction. Right. Um, Uh, Oh, it's like they're engagement farming, like in real life. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You you don't you obviously women do that to an extent. You know, women do that to an extent anyway but like you're saying it's amplified oh, it's fucking horrible I, even even my fiance does it but but not as not as much as my uh my last girlfriend but i I, th- I think the one thing that is has changed with age is you start to realize that things like physical attraction really only go so far right like you kind of get bored with it after like yeah. months then it's like jesus christ can i find somebody who's not going to be a detriment to my career and my future you know <laughs> See, I was, I was at the gym today and I was talking to one of the members of staff, right? And he went, how long has it been for you? And I went, it's been a while. 
and he like he explained he, he said why he, you know there are girls checking you out and stuff like that. and i went well if i'm honest dude i need a vibe i don't care how fit they are i need a specific vibe to let me know i'm not going to ruin my life by going for this fucking one and it's so hard to find that vibe isn't it it's oh it's it's horrid Yeah, tricky stuff. And also depends on like what circles you're running and stuff too. Like what was beneficial, like in my case, is that like um my my cousin knew what I'm like and she knows what my wife and, and maybe like even her family is like, right? She knows them. Um and so like that helped a lot because then it's like you at least have some idea of what kind of vibe you're you're dealing with in, in this individual right like where it's yeah. much more difficult when you're just walking up to someone randomly and also like you know the way people do things now which is like the various dating apps and things it's like well people say whatever the fuck they want about themselves you don't know how much of that is like larping or whatever right like so i don't know how well oh, that it's happens. it's all marketing it's all marketing that's the yeah thing. exactly everybody focuses so much on the marketing aspect instead of building their character nowadays you know like like people's people's uh, efforts aren't in proficiency it's all in in looking a certain way or being appealing and that's uh, it's kind of hollowed out the dating pool uh, in in now, my opinion it's obviously an no no i i completely agree with you um, i've got a three-month rule now where unless someone really special comes along if a girl isn't making an effort for three months, I won't bother because it's a case of, I need to see how fucked up they really are to go. Can I be bothered with this or not? And that it's, it's like you said, it's the narcissism, isn't it? It's the, and there's still yeah, and, just women. And, and I say that, I say that not absolving myself. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, that, that accusation, like I definitely have a degree of that as well. I, I might not be Sefi smart, but I, I mean, I've, I've had the WAIS test and i'm i'm not an not an idiot so i mean there's a degree of that that comes with it too uh, uh you know myself but um another quick question sefi um so a- as you get older the the incidence of like autism and, and down syndrome uh, increase right as a dude so i'm probably not going to have kids until i'm in my you know mid to late 30s here right you know barring something something preventing it all together um I'll be a geriatric dad. Like, like what, what are the odds? By what percentage does that increase? And, and hypothetically speaking. I don't know. Um, like, I don't really know too much about the stats. I, like, and I wasn't, I don't know that there's definitely like a definitive correlation with like severe autism or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think probably a lot more of your kid's personality has more to do with like some blend of like, you know, like parents' personalities. Cause like, if you, if, well, between my two kids, like my older one clearly has a lot more tendencies. Well, I can see tendencies of mine in my older one and my younger one, but I can see more of my wife in the younger one, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, you, you see, you definitely see like components of your personality in your kids that only you could have given them. You're like, no, that's just fucking me for sure. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like when you, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, Oh wait, that's me. So when they yeah, do something I, stupid. I see it with, I see it with my nieces. The older mm-hmm. one is, is just like my brother and I, the younger one is just like my sister-in-law. I mean, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah, like, all I mean, of this stuff though, as far as like, yeah, like these things are all a crapshoot to a large extent though. So I wouldn't overthink this stuff. You, like, Dude, I, really, I overthink everything. You like, get, you get the kid no that you get. All there is to it really. Like there's not, you, you have no idea exactly what they're going to be like and stuff. 
and you don't really know like sometimes like it's some of their grandparents features that you don't even know what those are that end up being showing up in their in your kids right so it's like you have no idea exactly what what they pick up and what they don't there's almost no point in trying to like worry about that stuff there's no way to there's no way to get around it anyway so looks like uh looks like bikram joined up bikram how you doing oh yeah um, i am Mac- there McLovin. It's McLovin. Mahalo. McLovin. Okay. All right, McLovin. <laughs> How, How are you, you doing? I'm fine, Good, man. Uh, did you, uh, you were supposed to go on a mission last week or the two weeks ago we talked. You're supposed to go find yourself a woman. Did you do this? Yes, kind of. You know, I, I, mm. actually, I mean, how I write. What do you mean? What, what's this kind of? You can't just sit in your room all night and like talk crypto and stuff and find a woman. It's not going to work. No, it's not like that. You know, finding a woman in Hawaii is really hard. You know. So McLovin lives in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. McLovin lives in Hawaii. Mahalo. Mahalo. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, keep working on it. Keep working on it. Maybe like a native Hawaiian girl. What do you think? I'm not kind of Hawaii. I don't know the Hawaiian language. I'm learning, you know? It's I don't think anyone knows the Hawaiian language, do they? I don't think there are any, or are, there aren't any more like, like native S- Samoans on, on Hawaii in any enormous number, <laughs> are there? I mean, it's like, it's just speak English or like, what? Yeah, of course. It's it's practically like like little Japan and, and little China at this point. So, you know, McLovin, you can you can learn how to do like a hula dance and all that shit, right? Like maybe like swallow fire. Maybe you'll impress a girl there in Hawaii. Yes, I don't know, man. I I just live in my room and read crypto. I don't go outside. Yeah, I I warned you about this, man. Like. Uh, find a woman first, then do all that shit later. Yes. Is that ro- woman finding a woman is really important in your life? No? I don't think it's really important. I have one. I'm just saying, like, you, you should probably like sort it out. I mean, why people can live in single whole life? You know, we don't need what, like. What What do you need then? You want your injective token to go up and everything's good? Like, I don't understand. Mm, I want to go outside, you know, live my you, own you, life. Are you still shilling in? Are you still like in the injective shill cartel or did they kick you out? Yes, I still inject really hard, you know. I spent six to seven hours of making contents, video graphics, graphics, and these videos. Six to seven hours. Wow, nice. Yes. So, sir, how come numbers going down? Why is the coin price going down? Mm. Can you tell the developers to do something? Actually, this is not uh, the true. The fact is, you know, the injective ecosystem is based on, you know, to some kind of holes. And right now they are selling and the wallet number is increasing. So you can see the project is really strong, you know. So the right now the whole holes number are significantly decreasing and these retailers are significantly increasing. What do so, you do on, like, the only thing I've ever done on, on uh, injective is I bought autism tokens. That's it. Like. Anything else to do there? Yes, they are willing really good stuff. And it's a layer one 
uh, right now they upgraded the chain like the polar upgrade and the burning module is right now this change and the fees are currently warning 100% warnings and the amount is really high you know burning amounts so you can assume there's the token is really should be become a deflationary and it can affect the price and ecosystem is growing currently you can see lots of devs building around this injective ecosystems it's good it's really good you know okay all right you can you can com compare it to the you know the solana ecosystem you know kind of similar solana you believe that if uh chugs uh gets injective tokens he's more likely to find a nice girlfriend are there any are there any women in the injective shill cartel that you could recommend to him or maybe like you know in the reddit or something some chicks no reddit yeah maybe i don't know i'm just making some like i don't know where he's gonna like you need to help chugga out here why reddit man reddit is a stupid place you know the bad my I'm ass hey well i'm not slacking i got these big titty golf girls i'm gonna go like chop when i go into uh to, to a specific liverpool bar and i think it's two weeks so don't worry about me brother i'm, I'm good i'm good well you have a bar visit in two weeks and you know who what girls are gonna be there i don't understand it's a specific scene so like uh it basically what you so i've got a gig that i'm going to and after the gig it turns out like everyone pretty much goes to this bar because it's like a heavy metal indie okay. rock bar sort of thing so yeah i was just gonna get a, a, a big titty golf girl with daddy issues why not like it's, it seems to be like, that's like, the way like take her home for the night thing or are we like doing a like a you're, you're looking for the, the real deal here i'm definitely not looking for the real deal on a night out but i'll just have a bit of fun i don't know if i'll take him home like i, okay. I can't think of my dog I got, yeah i don't, I don't want to introduce a stranger to my dog and then wake up and my dog's dead because some like emo this chick wanted to do a satanic ritual you never know with these things and this this boy's which, my baby which band are you listening to what the uh, what? <laughs> this is Coldplay, I guess. You're talking like who are you listening to? It's fucking Coldplay. <laughs> Coldplay in, like, in Liverpool. I don't is think there, so. Is there a Liverpool death metal band or what? Like, what are we talking about? They, I, they always play in Liverpool. I just, do you know who bring me the horizon? Are Chugga, you don't have a Scouser accent at all, man. Are you from That's Liverpool? Good. So I'm from London. Uh, my ex was from Liverpool. Uh, she wanted to move back up slowly but surely. But I found out I'm only a second generation Londoner and uh -huh. I actually am from Liverpool. Uh, my bloodline traces back to Liverpool. So I somehow ended up back here. I only found out this year and I've been living here for six years. So my dad was saying, yeah, we've got family just uh, just north of Liverpool. Uh, you're, you're a scouser technically. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you not think to tell me this years ago when I moved here? And he went, there was no point. Like, <laughs> what was the point? I was just like, oh, thanks. Okay. So the Liverpool crowd is what, like, nice people, degenerate. What, what is the deal there? Oh, they're the loveliest people in the world. Like, honest and, to God, and like, also degenerate. It's it's a kind of yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah. definitely a mixture of both. Salt, Basically, they're not no no. Salt of the earth is uh, Floridians or Alabamians, uh, Alabama, Alabama. No, Floridians <laughs> are absolutely retarded, and they're really superficial too. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Alabama might be salt of the earth, but Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> but no, Scouts is like, I'll, I'll give you something. For, so I'm a city boy, obviously, being from London. Like, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world. All I knew was the, the concrete 
you know, everything. I, I, I rarely went into nature unless it was a park or something like that. And everyone's moody. It's a bit like New York. Everyone's got their head down. Everyone's focused on business, making money, rat race sort of shit. Now, I moved outside of London when I was 22, 23. And... Everyone starts saying good morning to you when you're on a walk. I'd never, never experienced that in my life. No one ever, like, unless you knew someone, strangers saying, oh, good morning, as they walk past, is a rare occurrence. And it's, it, I thought I was about to be mugged by a 90-year-old pensioner. Like, that, that's how bad it was. Because <laughs> that's usually what it is. If someone's going to be nice to you, they're trying to, they're trying yeah, to rob you in London. London and stuff. Like, in the bigger cities, like New York, London, they don't, you don't get a lot of that. Because, like, no, it's scary. There's too many. No, there's too many people walking around. You, you'd be saying good morning every six seconds or one second or something. It's so more so everyone's moody in these big cities. If you look at their faces, they're not happy. Yeah, that's true. They're really not happy. Uh, and I, I know why they're not happy. It's the boss makes a dollar. I make one tenth of a dime. <laughs> like, it's that, that's what it is. Everyone's like trying to pay for their rent. Uh, it's overly priced. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to. It just live their life it's just yeah it's just they're all stressed out in london is that what it is yeah it, it's just yeah <laughs> okay so so how does liverpool come into this now like you you're going there periodically for events or something or what i, I live in liverpool dude I'm, i don't live in london like living I, in liverpool. yeah i bought a house five years ago in oh that's right that's right okay so you're in liverpool and so now you're back to your people uh so you're trying to, to find people. a nice liverpool girl i don't no no i'm trying not to settle down with english girls you know that like we, okay. we established it earlier. I'm going to try and avoid English girls. Where, where, where are you going to find like? So if this Persian girl doesn't work out, like you're going to you're going to find like random. Mate, I'm not even trying with a Persian girl. That's that, that's that's on the back burner. That's just if something happens. Uh, but I I don't know. I'll probably just go abroad or something like that Dude, and just you should, see what uh, you stick to like like the outdoorsy girls. Like like you know you're. Try your climbing gym, man. Those, those are usually- Bro, no, no, all right, no, you do not. Right, I'm going to tell you now, if you don't want drama, you do not date a climbing girl. <laughs> climbing girls are like, fucking crazy or what? I don't know, man. I have a, I have a great white buffalo that uh, was one of those outdoorsy girls. She used to do like ultra marathons and climbing. That, that's and all different. That. That's outdoorsy. Bouldering girls are not the fucking same. They're nuts. They seem to think every guy wants to be their friend. No. They want to sleep with you. You're wearing tight yoga pants and your ass is showing. They don't give a shit. Right, man. Like, <laughs> in the climbing community, right, everyone hugs everyone, right? It's just a normal thing. And then, like, you get the guys that take it too far with the girls. And the girls don't give a shit because they think the guys are being friendly. But you see these guys, like, I've got mates that will hug a friend and they'll just give you the look. Like, you know the glare of, like, yeah, look at this sort of fucking, like, you know the glare I'm on about when they're hugging a girl for just that little bit too long. But the girl doesn't realize because she's like, oh, it's a guy friend. Nah, love. He's not a guy friend at all. Have have you ever seen those TikToks where they go around interviewing, like, like every girl and every guy on campus? And you every girl says, yeah, it's possible to be friends with a guy and nothing else. And every single guy, every single one says no totally impossible across it's not it's not possible I, i've got two female friends and that's because they're taken i will i i, I it's only because they're taken with my friends that i can mm. be friends with them if they were to stop being taken by my friends i'd have to stop being friends with them because it just never works out normally yeah that makes sense i, I know it sounds it sounds that, dumb that, doesn't it that it's entirely that true it. I, yeah. He, he's got six pack abs you know it's really easy for him to get a woman I, yeah, but the women I want, uh, Bikram, uh, uh, get don't exist. The, fucking, uh, the injective shilling and start doing some push-ups or something, man. You'll be fine. 
Bikram, um, six pack only gets you late. It doesn't get you your dream girl. It, it, literally, and even then, I don't fuck around because I don't want these. I, in the UK, it's a fuck, and like Sefi will appreciate this. In the UK, it's a big thing to baby trap a man for the child benefits. We have some of the best child benefits in the fucking world. Women do not have to work if they have kids. It's that, but like I know people that but are on child benefits. Like, ha- like get some of Chug's seed, get a baby, and then you're stuck with this woman while she's like doing the baby thing, but she doesn't really want to be with you. Yeah, I don't. It's not even that. I don't give a shit. She does want to be with me. I don't want to be trapped by a psycho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, <laughs> my mum is like I'm going to say this now. My mum was a slag. She's got four kids from three different men. Uh huh. She's a slag. I know she. I don't talk to her. Like she, she, she purposely baby trapped men so she keep her benefits going. I have no respect <laughs> for her. You have no. You have this personal experience. You yes. are a baby trapped baby, like or whatever. Yes. I fucking yeah. What do you even call that? <laughs> You're a man baby trapper. Baby? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the product of a very. I'm a product of an unloved woman who just wanted love from a child, basically. You call it a milk and cigarettes, baby. That's what you call it. Yeah, fuck it. I'm a milk and cigarettes, baby. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, fuck it. You should have a minute. The t shirt that says, I'm a milk and cigarettes, baby. It might go a bit different. I might get kicked out of the gym if I wear that. You think so? (laughs) Probably would, to be fair, yeah. (laughs) Hang on. Sorry, I think my, I'm to make sure, like, my dog has a grudge against my Hoover. All right, no, I thought you ate the Hoover board. Milk and cigarettes, baby. Hmm. It's funny, isn't it? But not when you are the milk and cigarettes, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, like, funny because you're it. You're not me. It, 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 it taught me a lesson. <laughs> it, it, it taught me a big lesson just not to stick my dick in anything that moves, at least. So I guess that's a, that's that's a, a positive, good point. right? Yeah, so you're kind of, like, you, so you have you have like emotional baggage that goes back to your parents and shit then a little bit because you're you're Let's like say emotional education trying to say or whatever right? education yeah. trying to say is he wouldn't marry you because you have too much no. baggage yeah probably so shall I because I want to choose someone worthy of my time and not just, just fuck anything I'm in the just fucking with you man I'm sorry no 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 you don't get to fuck with me sir <laughs> fuck with no, I'm joking but no it's uh. Yeah, it's one of them, man. Like it, it made me wise, wiser, wiser, but beyond my years. I guess is the uh, the term. I don't know. It? it seemed it seemed like the 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 Persian girl might have been right for you. What happened with that? Oh, she's still there. I I just but, I'm not making an effort until she does. Oh wait, you're like waiting for her to make an effort. Well, I've invited her out, and she said, "What did she say?" Cause she said literally a week ago. Uh, sorry, yeah, less than a week ago. Oh, I've just got out of a serious relationship. I'm focusing on, like, she's trying to be a pharmacist. And I was purely respectful of that. I was like, yeah, cool. Do you think? That's fine. Within a week of me ignoring her and not messaging her, oh my God, yeah, no, no, just like proper going off and like trying. I'm sitting there going, all right, here we go. I knew this was going to fucking happen. Why couldn't you just like stick to your guns? I'd have found it more interesting. Yeah, and you see why my wife was good? Yeah, no, I fucking do. I really do. She was. <laughs> She understands She's like that guy, right? Like that's so that that's why it's like that was kind of the magical part of it. Like not just magical, it's cute as fuck. And I'm sorry, but it is cute as fuck. And I know yeah, it's like it's a derogatory thing to say to a guy. And it's kind of rare, you know. But like that was what was interesting about that situation. It was like, uh, like we just sort of both knew that there was no, like the odd. Uh, we both knew that like just rationally like, we, like even before like talking about love and everything else like rationally like 
Like if if we're out here looking for someone serious, you and What's me are work together great. Like that's really all there is to it. Like yeah, it was pretty so, obvious. Yeah, call so it for sight, call it whatever you want, but like it was pretty obvious. I'll give you something funny about me that you're gonna laugh at. I'm a simple man. I need three things from a woman, and this is it. Loyalty, respect, obviously it's mutual, both of these. Uh, to be attracted to them. And the bonus point, if they want to get married, is they just have to make me the best blueberry muffin I've ever had. I know it sounds like such a fucking tr- <laughs> weird thing, isn't it? But I've well, got this makes, weird... I like blueberry muffins. Who makes you blueberry muffins normally, like when you're a kid? Like your mom did No one's ever made me blueberry muffins. And I've always said to every girl like, like, I've ever dated, I was like, look, you want to get married, right? You better learn how to make a good fucking blueberry muffin because that's all it's going to take. Like, I don't need anything else. How often are you eating blueberry muffins? What? I'm not because I don't date many women intentionally because I don't want to be trapped. So it's a case of because they don't know how to make blueberry muffins. Who the fuck knows how to make blueberry muffins? I mean, it has to be. It's going to sound dumb. A low sugar one. Meet a girl at a bakery or something. What are you going to go to like the Starbucks? Oh, don't! Bro, what? You need What's to that? go for single mothers. Single mothers are very easy. easy I avoid driving. them. I intentionally yeah. avoid single mothers. In fact, I lost a friend because I told her, "You're like, what did I say?" I went, "Are oh, you?" I was a bit insensitive. She's thinking about breaking up with her fella, and I went, "You know, it's very hard for single mums to find someone, right?" Like, <laughs> she stopped talking to me after that, and I was just pointing out the fucking truth. And I. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to go for a single mom, thank you. I'd rather start a family with someone than take over someone's safe She wasn't going to break up with that dude to get with you, was she? I couldn't give a single fuck. She didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. She had kids. It's not my thing. No, like, no, there was, like, zero chance I was going to, like, uh, like... Continue, continue someone else's safe game. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. No, I wasn't doing that for sure. Uh, that, yeah, that was out. <laughs> like that's why I, that's the other reason I got married young. I'm like fuck this nonsense. I'm not going. Out yeah, yeah. You found the fucking cheat code. I'll give you that. Time, yeah, by the time people are thirty and stuff, they have all sorts of weird, stupid ass baggage. When you're 23, you're young, you're free, you're like mind is like still like Thanks. your your Thanks. mind and your. Uh, <laughs> your you just defended someone, Seppi. Your future spouse's minds are a bit more about. Yeah, the older you get, like the less malleable malleable you become, like the more. Like you don't grow to each other. You basically have to grow to like compensate for each other. It's not the same thing. Yeah. You set in your ways. It's kind of true. Your personality sort of ossifies after. Yeah. You have to be young enough where like your personalities can still meld some and your personalities become like, uh, they feed back on each other and you become like a little bit different as a result of each other. But when you get to a certain age, like once you pass, like once you get into like, oh, for sure by mid thirties, like you're not malleable at all. Almost like most people are just fixed in their ways. So it's like by that point, yeah, you know what you want, but your wants are very fucking specific at that point. So then it's like, well, who are you going to find that's going to exactly, you know, have what you want out of life? Like very little, like your odds go down dramatically. And then what happens is you're like, oh, I wonder why I'm unhappy because you're expecting too much shit out of people is what is the reason at that point. You know, that's a bad sign for, for society as a whole, because the, the number of people who are still single at 30 now, especially men, is absolutely staggering. I mean, it's it's a majority of men. I think it's like 65% of men are still single at, uh, at the age but, of 30. No, that's so, why I said that's 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 just them, though, dude. Yeah, my son's that's in uh, last year of college, and I'm like, um, I, I, call, I was talking to him yesterday. I'm like, 
um, all right, who the fuck do you go out with this week? Like, like that's kind of like the way I'm, I'm like pushing him. Cause that's like, it sounds silly, like, but it's true. Like, I think it's important. And, um, yeah, people wait until way too long it makes you just like, you, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's whatever it is, but like, I, I, I have, I have a sense that like, in our, I'd rather see my kids, uh, meet someone and get married much earlier personally. But anyway, for all of the reasons mentioned, you know, you know what I am looking for, looking for some kind of Israeli woman, you know, Israeli women are really beautiful and hot and, and they are kind of in a war. So there is a chance, you know, getting a Israeli woman, Israeli woman. I heard someone say you're talking, you're pretty much either a hundred or a zero there as far as like, <laughs> I, I'm not really sure about that, but it might work. Yeah. You go find yourself yes. in Israel. Yes, Israel is some kind of war, you know. The situation is really bad. And Chaga, you, you, you can try. You know, you have six packs. McLevin here is really watching like Wonder Woman and it, watching like Gal Gadot. Hang on. Like, fuck it, it's, yeah. it's ironic that you said I can go and try that one. I'm actually also studying Krav Maga, which is a Israeli fucking martial arts. So yeah, the probably could. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe Chugs, you can find yourself a nice Israeli girl that maybe can kick uh, your ass too. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I don't particularly like the idea of dating a woman that can beat the shit out of me, but you know what? We, we, we got to start maybe somewhere, like, right? Maybe she'll like rope you down with like that golden rope thing she's got. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that's part of that martial arts too. It's respectfully disagree with that, Chugga. I, I want a girl who can crush watermelons with her thighs. That's the, yeah, that's different. That's that, that's not beating the shit out of you. That's squeezing the shit out of you. That's yes, gorilla. You know, Krav Maga is really dangerous. You know, they train their women how to kick in your ball. You know, perfectly. Yeah, no, I, I'm well aware. I get kicked in the balls by the women I train with. So yeah, no, I'm I'm well aware. That goes for cops, right? <laughs> as long as you're not paying them for it. Uh, I, I pay the instructor. I don't pay them, so I guess it's uh, getting away with it. It's a point, isn't it? So Israeli martial arts is about kicking the male in the balls if you're a woman. Uh, well, the women, yeah. <laughs> it's about choking them out and then kicking them in the balls. Yeah, that's well, it. not a guy also kick another guy in the balls in this martial arts? Or am I just uh, yeah, no, 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 100%, yeah. But like, because we're, we're stronger, we tend to be able to just elbow them in the face and stuff like that and like, go for the aggressive ways. Rather than, you know, no. have the kids first and then have people kick you in the balls later. Well, I don't really get a choice in the matter because it's just part of the training. Like, I can't. I, I All can't, right, no like, more training for you, Chuck. No more training for me. No the way I see it is <laughs> my, my testes will be made of steel at some point, Safi. So I'll pass down to Speaking of getting kicked in the balls before you have kids, does the <laughs> likelihood of having an autistic child go up if you uh, do IVF? Probably. It probably goes up if like like I don't know, what do you guys have there, Chuck? You have like badminton and you have like cricket and shit. What if someone like maybe you could steal your balls up if like I come over there with a like a cricket bat and start whacking you in the groin? You know what I mean? Like maybe you, like, you could practice for it, you know what I mean? Like like that's a bit, if, that's a bit too far for me, Dad. I, I love it, dude. But that's a bit too far for my liking, like, right? Let's say, let's say you practice like Max Payne, right? Like then when you go to the actual martial arts event, like that, they don't have anything on you at that point because you feel nothing at that point. So just, just, just lose all feeling in my balls. Uh, and then at yeah. that point, they kick me like this mouth. <laughs> or no, there's like neurologic procedures and whatnot. Like I'm sure you can go in there and like cut some nerves off. And then now your balls are just completely insensitive. 
I'd rather not, if I'm okay with that. Can I Can I opt out of this one? <laughs> can I, can I, I say no? You're the one who's going into, like, ball-kicking martial arts. I don't get it. I'm just... I know there's, I'm, I'm I know there's a procedure called scrotox where they use uh, Botox on your balls. So. <laughs> all the wrinkles? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Jesus Christ. The world is a scary fucking place. Oh, Lord. Getting more fucked up every day, man. It really is. Like we got people with like Neuralink chips in their brain now. Uh, Porsche have made a chip that's apparently fifteen times, fifteen seconds quicker than Neuralink. Why a car manufacturer are making brain chips? I will never know. But hey ho. Oh God. How did this turn into this conversation from a crypto space, uh, Sefi? Um, that happens every time you show up. Yeah. Uh, well, do you know what? It's always fun, isn't it? Well, yeah, I did roll happens. in here and, and, and hijack it and turn into a total degenerate. So, you know, yeah, sorry for hijacking your conversation, Chugga. I mean, don't, it's pretty much on par with what we were talking about. So I think you didn't, you, you just joined in, buddy. I think it's the uh, correct terminology. But yeah, I digress. Listen, if it all doesn't work out and I'm single at like the age of 40, I'm just going to like snowbird to Thailand every year. You know, that'll be That's fun. A- Fair enough, man. <laughs> you gotta, gotta go where the uh, the action is, right? <laughs> well, we were doing the crypto thing like early this morning. I was like, uh, you know, we covered a lot of fun stuff and kind of like looked at what we're buying and whatever else. I bought some stuff uh, while we were chatting, and then um, I don't know. We got bored of that shit. Like, you know, I'm like, can't talk about this stuff forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's because we spoke about you and your um which call it how you met your wife. I think that was what was interesting. Okay. Uh, I think that was, yeah. it's very pragmatic um, marriage. It's very I pragmatic. Know, yes. I I have to share some information. Now the Thai massage centers, you know, they accepting crypto. You know, Thailand, Philippines, you can use crypto for Dude, it's going to be about 50 years until Soy6 starts accepting crypto. That's all I've got to say. Which rack we're here to confirm. Now you can use your crypto to, you know, get women in Thailand. I think he's... Is, it, is he Bruce, Sefi? I'm sorry. Is, is he Bruce with a voice changer? I, I, you need to be real with me on this one. There's no. just some patterns in the way he talks that just is so Bruce-like. It's Bikram. This is Bikram. Yeah, no, but Sefi knows where I'm going with this. I is am McLowen. McLowen in, in, from Hawaii, apparently. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm skeptical now, uh, Seth. I'm not going to lie. McLowen. Oh, <laughs> I'm so skeptical now. Like... <laughs> The thing about Bruce is he could be anyone at times. He's very, very, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't think Bruce is, uh, like, can do that deep of an Indian accent. And That's what the Bruce, voice change is for. Bruce is actually in India for a while, and he still can't do that deep of an accent. <laughs> well, uh, all right, I'll take your word for it. I'll trust you. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> You can you can see where I'm coming from. Like this is the sort of thing Bruce would do randomly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Hawaiian accent, you know. Hawaiian Bikram. accent. Yeah, it's a Hawaiian accent. I know. Bikram, when, when are you going to come back to the space with your crypto yoga guru profile instead? 
I missed that, that guru. Yes, that guru is. I know that guy. You know, I know that yeah, guy. Like, I know you do. It's, Bring him back. <laughs> yeah. I have to. You know, sorry, I I have to DM him. Whatever you got to do, brother. Yeah, you do, you have to do what you got to do, but bring him on, I guess. Um, will he teach us some yoga poses, or maybe sing us like a mantra or something? I don't know. I'm not interested in yoga. I live in different place, you know. But you can are, see my profile. We are McLovin. Yes, I share my ID also. You know, you can check. He's fully docked. Oh, fuck. That reminds me. Sefi, how do you feel that Happy Catty Crypto called you out, like, specifically? <laughs> Call me out? What did he say? <laughs> no, watch him in the video. He said you're yes, part I can share my ID in comment box, you know? I'm going to <laughs> share right Hold on, let, let Doug tell me what happened. So I watched part of the video because, obviously, Bruce was, like, taking the piss out of him, wasn't he? And I just, like, I just found it funny. And, like... He starts going down this weird ass rabbit hole about how you've been hired along with OX and how you've got multiple accounts to destabilize chains go in there and how all your personas are fake. Even this, like, you're not a doctor and stuff like that. But it's, it's a case of everything you're saying is fake. Despite I've listened to you enough to go that, like, yeah, he's got a fucking background. But he specifically says you, Bruce, oh, sorry, Robin is what he calls him. Uh, and zero x are all part of the same group used to destabilize take over chains pump and dump and then do it again and just keep doing it nice i can't remember i think it's like 10 minutes into the video or some shit but yeah yeah you got you're, you're mentioned by uh, an influencer Seppi. the happy caddy crypto is going to be a, is an influencer now apparently so he mentioned yeah. me like in his little conspiracy huh yeah, yeah just just literally dropped your name in it like ever so well, quickly well Bruce uh, yeah. made it pretty clear that like Mm, I, I do this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like dude, he you kind of, he kind of, he kind of like pinned this on me anyway. Yeah, but Bruce does that. He likes, he likes to like paint targets and then just laugh about it. <laughs> even, even yeah. not he said you were giving us a refund for Zest, Zeffy. Yeah, I heard that too. But with a thousand times interest, I pinned it to my profile, uh, being hopeful. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming right away. <laughs> uh, how was Seth doing anyway? Because uh, I just bought my little like mini micro bag and just left it because yeah, there was just no need to watch it. No, it's doing good today. Um, so this last week or so, pretty much putting them like slightly high or low every single day, and yeah. it so it's pretty much already begun, sort of like going kind of parabolic actually. It doesn't seem like it yet, but it's like each low every day or every hour or whatever is higher and higher. So I don't know. Without something like on, a dip, can I just say that's what you told like me? Current trajectory, well, it would hit like $17 by the 8th, which is seven days from now. Well, no, okay. no five days from now. Sorry. Um, so we're, we're getting pretty close to um, like, yeah, I mean, I, th I think we hit bottom and like that. Like, so what, basically, it's a classic crypto chart. It's like. It flattened out at about, you know, 15 bucks or that thereabouts, right? 15, 16 yeah. bucks. Then it capitulated down to, like, when that didn't hold, down to like $10.20. And then after that, it's like, 
you know, been kind of forming kind of like a rounded bottom and I think it'll kind of take off. So if you look at Caspa's chart or whatever, I kind of talked about it earlier today. Um, you basically have about 90 days between the previous top and then the new high. Uh, if you look at historical sort of like similar charts. So you're talking about like, you know, in theory, this parabola actually ends with a break in all time high by the 20th of the month which would be 52 bucks. So I don't know if it'll go there or not, but it's like, it definitely could. If you look at previous like coins of this type and, and the rest of the market's pretty stable so far, you know, so stocks and Bitcoin, everything else has kind of sta uh, been picking up, right? So yeah. everything's kind of going the right direction. So could it actually just go higher and higher every day and then just go straight parabolic, straight up and then run? And if it hits prior high, it'll surely break that. I mean, like odds of that are pretty high in these small market caps. So then it comes yeah. like 129 bucks after that. And then after that, it's like 208. So usually on small market cap things, remember, you're talking about illiquid markets where these things just pump like irrationally. They have no basis in any kind of like reality. These are market caps. Still need caps people to buy it, insane. though. Hmm? Still need people to buy it, though. Yeah, but not very many. Like, so in order to take the Zephyr's price to like 52 bucks, you could do that with under a million dollars of actual cash. Yeah, like I could I could move this to fifty two bucks immediately if necessary. Like if I just start. Yeah, buying. then you you just be someone that's in the to them. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's not not just that. It's like, um, it, it's not my intention to sort of like, you know, own too much of the supply or whatever. The 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 better the distribution is, the better the long term health of the thing is. So like, I don't want yeah. too big the bag, uh, and just pump the thing. It doesn't make any sense. So like. Um, but no, but point is like in these illiquid things, it takes a lot less money than you think. So a little bit of attention happens. So as the chart starts to look better and better, people start posting it, people start posting it, people get FOMO. Then next thing you know, someone put, makes a YouTube video and then next thing you know, it flies, right? So it's like, it doesn't take yeah. very much, but the usually, so the last time there was a breakout, um, you know, the, the price of this thing went up like five fib extensions or something i don't remember what it was a lot like past its previous yeah. five six dollars this time like for it to run even three extensions would not be outlandish especially given how much daily volume it generally has so like you could you could have it run to like some ridiculous number like 207 408 so the 1 billion market cap and then crash again of course it's not going to stay there yeah. the higher fibs you go the longer the next consolidation and dump has to be though that's the problem so if you go to like 100, you know, and 29, which is the next level, and then you kind of like consolidate again for maybe a month, and then you go up again, then you like consolidate again for another month, you can you can sustain it a little bit better. But if you go up really, really fast, it's just pure like, um, it's just pure magic bullshit numbers. They don't mean anything and they're, you're going to crash for sure. Um, yeah. So, 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 but yeah, I mean, once you start running though, you can never tell exactly how high you'll go. Like you could literally go three fib extensions up and run to about 408. These small market caps are easy to push because the, the, yeah, they're, they're relatively illiquid. I, I hope it sort of tops out around 200 and maybe we get a consolidation down to like 100. Um, now, the, the because... flip side of that, Drew, is that, you know what, the benefit of it just running is, is that you get gigantic amount of attention out of it. So yeah, yeah, and you get the pump and dump accusations like we've been getting since since it fell. Yeah, but who gives a fuck? The, the reality is, all of crypto is a gigantic pump and dump, right? Doesn't matter. So like the the what you want is you want aggressive price action that confirms the like these wild fib extensions, and then what happens is 
is after the next dump, people start really using their imagination. They're like, wow, it ran that much. Someone cares about this thing. If it doesn't run a lot, people make the, uh, the opposite assumption. Hey, nobody cares about this coin. Like, what, you know, they're, the, so price to people is a confirmation that people love whatever project it is. That's yeah. reality. The tech must be good. Someone must care about Caspa. Why is it going up so much otherwise? Maybe the tech is good. Nobody really does any fucking research. They just assume price go up, number, coin good, right? So in a way, like the biggest pump you can possibly get is better because then you get a lot of attention, a lot, a lot of new bag holders, and a lot of people buying the next dip. And that's fine. Even if the consolidation period has to be longer, it's still fine. Like it's like, let's say you run to 408 and you have to like consolidate for the rest of the year. That's fine. No big deal. Right. It's it, so, or you could go stepwise, you know, little by little and trickle up, which can also happen. Um, but, uh, but like if it trickles up, um, that can be good too. That can be, it can be fine. But, um, the, you know, so why do you get giga pumps? You get giga pumps because like some major influencer recognizes the, the potential of the thing and they talk about it on their channel. There's, there's no other way to get that kind of, yeah, like you know, CTO Lar um, Larson with Bozo here this last week and a half, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, Kyle Chasse with any of these, any of these projects, like Cheeto too. But um, yeah, anybody, anybody that has like a really extensive reach and who has a cult following that everyone just buys whatever they say. Um, typically, if someone picks up the coin during its consolidation, buys it at the dip. So what you want to do if you want to get your coin to pump is send a picture of the chart to every sort of influencer over and over again while it's at its bottom because those people are like, ooh, I can buy this thing and then I can pump this on my channel. <laughs> that's what you want to do. It's like mind-fucking them into pumping your coin. And that's I'm, how you I'm get almost, those I'm almost tempted moves. to sign up for like Coin Bureau's, uh, you know, what do they call it? The Coin Bureau Club, just so that I can send them. Like, Bureau Club, that. what's that? Um, <laughs> their telegram you know, or something. You know, yeah, it's, it's like they're, it's like they're um, alpha club you know or their alpha group it's like 60 bucks a month which is insane oh, it's like it's like a paid okay yeah yeah but i mean just just to get a like a fucking response from them on it you know since they're always talking about the wef and, and like the death of privacy and cbdc's i feel like it'd be perfectly up their alley you know yeah 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 it's up there it's that vibe <laughs> it's funny um, but yeah, like that, but that's what, that's the thing. Like, so when you see these big impulse, like last time Zeph pumped, it pumped because a whole bunch of people talked about it all at once. Um, if you go back to YouTube and look at those dates, you'll notice that there's a bunch of videos that came out right before the big pump happened. And so like, that's sort of around the time that up mentioned it to me. I mentioned it on Twitter, which, you know, has a few buyers and then I bought it, which, you know, substantial amount of money. So of course it moves. And then like a bunch of other people started talking about it. Bruce talked about it. And so like, and then with all the YouTube miners and stuff talked about it. And so it went straight up because everyone bought all at once. So that's how you get those moves. It wasn't like pure, like random organic mech C users or some shit, right? That's not how you get those moves. So yeah, you want like strong sort of shilling at the bottom. Uh, you want diamond-handed people to buy the bottoms, right? You you want to tell people that you're either going to just like your friends who are just going to forget about it, like they're going to leave it there forever, or you want people who are uh, like legit understand the project and, and are there for like the 10 or 100x. That's the only people you want at the bottoms. You don't want randoms to buy your coin. Like that's 
you know, you want people that are really serious is the best way to describe it. So what was interesting about this was a lot of the people that like had it earlier before the run up was kind of miners and more like hardcore crypto people. So that's why you get these big run ups. You have people that are willing to hold until it really moves. And and by having it move, that results in a tension that brings everybody else. Because now, like with the why did number go up? Okay, I'm gonna go check YouTube or I'm gonna make a whatever. So then all that when the number's going up, the momentum traders show up and everyone shows up. And then you get a nice consolidation afterwards, and then the next run up, you know, happens soon. So I think we're we're due because here's the thing, like remember I pointed out this morning, uh Chainlink ran like October, I believe. Let me pull that up exactly so you so I can tell you specifically. Um, yeah, Chainlink kind of did its run after like a bankless episode. Um, I think it was like early October. And then you had kind of a run, I think, or maybe late September. They had their conference finish in September and then a bankless episode where Sergey was on. And then in October, we had Chainlink run. So, um, so the breakout for that started October 21st. And like... I think it topped out by about December 27th at the time with some like peaks and valleys. And then it topped out at like 17, the current price almost. It topped out at about on the December 27th. So Zephyr, what happened is it ran um, a like, month later. Yeah, about a, it, it peaked at about December, uh, November 23rd um, and had a different chart. It was kind of a more early chart, you know, like a pure pump and then retracement type of thing. Typical small cap chart. And um, it, uh, so if Chainlink runs um, in the next few weeks, like I anticipate, then um, over that time, I think there's a possibility that Zeph makes it to its high and then breaks as well. Because usually when you talk about break, you know, like the next sort of impulse, you're talking about really after the breakout from the previous high, uh, the previous impulse. So that would be back at like breaking after 50 you know, $2 or whatever. And, you know, that times perfectly for about a month from now in theory. And so my suspicion is link runs first, then this, because the link had a chance to consolidate first. So therefore people start buying in and it's consolidated longer. And this is kind of how this machine works. And so I, I think there's a pretty good chance that, that yeah, Kajira last time ran very similar time to link. Maybe it does the same very soon. It's also, you know, all, most of the t total three like has consolidated now. For several months so i think everything could potentially run anytime like it's just a ticking time bomb and and usually if everything runs simultaneously in the altcoin space that's good because then like people feel rich and they start buying every random coin they possibly can right because like when the volume starts picking up and everything starts rising everything goes green everyone just goes fomo crazy they just start buying everything they can randomly find. They're like, uh oh, here everything goes. I'm I'm gonna be too late. And then they just all jump in at once. You know, it's it's so funny how you can know that from experience and it still fucking gets you. Like No, it always gets you. You know, it's it doesn't no, get it always you. gets you. Like for example, when when uh, Zephyr was at eleven bucks, you might have been like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll go down to six fifty or something. And then of course I literally like, said that. I said, yeah, it might go down to the 925 extension. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But like, then it'll go to like, okay, then it'll hit like, you know, let's say, you know, the $14.70 level again. You're like, oh, okay, well, hmm, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll do that, but maybe it'll dump again. It'll go down to like six bucks or something. Like, and then it doesn't do that. Maybe it goes to 25. And you're like, oh, 
I don't know. That's looking like a, you know, it's trying to break out again. It's trying to, it's, it's trying to run. And then now here you are finding yourself buying at 25 when you could have literally bought at 10. And you're like, I don't know. Like, so the ability to be able to ride a 50% downturn from whatever price you buy will always make you richer in this space. Like this, all you have to memorize, like the ability to take, like once you're already down 70% and you're willing to sort of ride down another 50% decline from there, because those numbers are not big at that point, right? You, you can, the percentage basis on how much your bag drops is quite substantial. And um, oh, I want to mention something like, you know, when era crash happened, I buy like 90% down and then again, 99% down after my buying. What the hell are you buying exactly? Tera, I am talking about the Luna crash, you know. Oh, I yeah. buy like one dollar from hundred dollar to one dollar, and then it goes like zero point zero 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 zero. Okay, okay. I swear yeah. to God, I did the same thing, Bikram. That'll happen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that'll happen sometimes. But um, anyway, but yeah, like the, the ability to tolerate those. The, the volatility near close to the bottom i you see i got a lot in at like even 17 15 bucks i figure ah okay if it drops to 10 i'll survive it but like from 15 to 150 is still a 10x and um as long as you keep your eye on the general prize uh you'll never get the exact um you know well not never sometimes you get really lucky and you buy exactly at the right time because someone told you exactly at the bottom um usually the best time to buy something is when my bag is down because that means like you're getting the advantage of me having waited for my shit to go down already. And now you're getting, you know, discount even on that. So a lot of times if I tell a friend to buy something, I'll be like, you know, I'll tell them to get it when my bag is negative typically. And that usually is a good sign. Um, and I tell them that I'm like, Hey, look, it's down 50% from when I bought the damn thing. You should probably consider getting some because that's probably a good, good level at this yes. point. Same thing, same thing happened to me, you know. I just want to say something like in Hawaii, you know, mm. when the terror crash happened, I called my friend, hey, it's down, you know, and they all get wrecked and they try to, you know. Oh, they bought the bottom <laughs> and then it kept going down. Yeah, was my friend. <laughs> yeah uh, the tag. that's what we were trying to do at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that I was said, that I was told uh, my brother to buy the link at 1550 after it. Yeah, after it reached seventeen dollars previously, I'm like, hey, it shouldn't go too much lower than this. And yeah, then he's looking at his. Uh, I mean, he bought it on Robin. He's pissed. He's like, pissed because he was, he was at twelve or something. Exactly, and I'm like, dude, just trust me. Don't fucking sell it. You know. <laughs> Wait, right? Yeah. Oh, you you got to teach people about the volatility long before you do any. Even tell them to buy anything. I've been talking to him about it for for three or four years, man. Even back in in. 2018 you know when yeah some people just can't handle it they're just mentally not like their mind cannot do it like they, they have no business touching money at all that that's the type of people some people like. i honestly might be one of those people i i think my, <laughs> my, my impulse control is pretty shitty man but i'm trying <laughs> everything i try so. i mean i buy some shit just for fun sometimes i mean it's just like this is all entertainment for me. Anyways. Yeah, the difference I, is you didn't take out a four hundred one k loan, and you're not contemplating a personal loan to buy it to get away from mm -hmm. fucking boss. So there's no. there's a nature there's a there is different, a different emotional investment. You're playing. Yeah, they call you a degen for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the last person in the world I thought would have a gambling addiction is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs>
but did you guys know about the Talis token? The Talis token, what about it? Talis, Talis marketplace, you know, the NFT marketplace. I bought like, you know, something like 50% down and it's my portfolio right now, 60% down. Hmm. And I don't know, man, some kind of token, some, some, some type of token, you know, behind the scene, they are, you know, deploying some token to pull up some kind of rug or something like that. You know, people I don't know these projects are, you know, 90% projects are simply scam. You know, they're holding tokens backend and they're deploying the sheet and take the liquidity out of, you know, the chain, some kind, something like, like that. Yeah, that's that's why you got to look for fair launch and proof of work and things that make make that pump and dump a little bit more challenging, right? I mean, like there, there are tons of fair launch tokens out there. They're, you know, a, a bit of a better bet. I generally stay away from shit like that. So... Today at today's prices, I bought some Doge today, Litecoin today. One of the guys pointed out Mina, M-I-N-A, which has a chart almost the same as Link at the moment. That looked pretty appetizing. Um, if you want something that's down a little bit from when I bought it, um, Optimism is down a little bit from where I bought it. Um, maybe like 10%, something like that. So that's probably okay um injectives price right now is not bad as far as some pullback from the top um anything else interesting um cheeto s-h-i-d-o oh yeah you mentioned cheeto yeah um where do you get that again you can get it on mexc um primarily uh i mean that's that's where i get it you can also swap on uh where can you swap i think uniswap it's pullback doesn't look bad no, it doesn't. It's been ranging between uh, uh, point point eight and point nine cents for about a week here. I it's mean, down it's, about what forty percent from the top, maybe. Yeah, and it has a huge shill cartel too. It's a fair launch, even though it's proof of work, and it's slightly faster than say they have a whole bunch of uh, DeFi stuff on there, and and I think they they have a launch pad that is starting here shortly too. So, yeah, I mean it's 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 a reasonably good, reasonably good one. Um, I think it's like my fifth highest allocation. So, really, you know, that's hardcore. That. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, for something like that, a layer one like that, that's that's competing with say and has, you know, all the features that it does. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable for that to hit a billion market cap. I think that'd be, you know, actually pretty conservative. If it can get up around two or three, then that's what a. Uh, Yes. And, and the project, you know, you talk about the shilling cartel, you know, the projects, the, those projects who have this long, you know, the bigger size of shilling cartels, there is a chance, you know, these projects that's, have a success. That's exactly, that's exactly what this has. It has a, a massive shilling cartel, and you just, just type uh, S-H-I-D-O in your, your Twitter. True, your voice disappeared again. Your mic is far away. Shit. Can you hear me? You're back now. Yeah, you're back. Something happened there. Must be something with my Wi-Fi. Like um, you, went, you went underwater for a second. Oh, no. Like, it's funny. The Monero we were talking about earlier this morning, and, uh, from when we talked about it to now, it's gone up like a fair amount. <laughs> like, um, No, Monero is interesting, too. We talked about this morning. Um, I didn't pick up any because Zephyr is probably the better bet as far as like playing on the same thing. But Monero is all fully mined already. And... It's like, look at its chart. It's been putting in like higher lows for like two solid years, just trickling upwards. 
and its entire price history with one gigantic bull flag, like from, from 2018 till now is just like this huge flag forming. So I think it could be a pretty big deal coming up for Monero as far as, um, you know, there's yeah, just not basically deflationary. That's fucking crazy. Well, they have tail emissions now. They did a hard fork. That's what Zephyr's based off of. So there is a tail emission. So it's 18,147,000 coins now, but still the emissions are relatively low um, compared to its total supply. So the, um, yeah, the miners mainly make money at this point with Monero if they hodl and sell at a higher price. At this level, it's not particularly profitable. So, um, so yeah, Monero, Monero makes sense to to do well this season just based on the fundamentals i mean the tokenomics and stuff um the fundamental negative of it is like with privacy stuff is that okx booted them off or something but other than that like if if the zephyr swap um you know gets built also that's going to help monero as well Bingo. that was my next question uh, how is the wallet integration going to work with zephyr swap like if is the zephyr wallet going to be able to hold I mean, it wouldn't be able to hold like Bitcoin and ETH, you know. I, so, so is there going to be? Um, a, a DMT didn't say anything yet. He didn't like clarify. Like, yeah, they should be able to like have a browser experience within the wallet, so you can use that Dex or what have you, and maybe connect to your wallet. I'm not sure exactly how the other coins are going to connect. Or, or uh, would there be another wallet that that has those other coins? I, I would think. So, I would think so. Or? I would think so. Like, maybe you have to connect to. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to do it. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. you know how, like, some of these multi-chain wallets, you know how you connect to two wallets at once? It might be no, something like I that. actually don't. <laughs> no, how does no. that? Like, you know, if you go to Astroport, for example, you know how it has, you can connect to Injective and you can connect to, um, you know, whatever, uh, I, Osmosis. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I always just connected my Kepler wallet to it. Yeah, so, like, you, but, like, with Astroport, so with multi-chain things, you have to connect your more than one address, right? So that's the thing. Anyway, whatever it is, the the thing about um, the um, I was going to say, um, if Monero does well, it's super bullish for Zephyr as well. Usually, because if one sector does well, people start going, "Hey, wait, what's the other thing that's like Monero that hasn't pumped yet?" Then they'll go, oh, Zephyr is like Monero. You know, it's like, and that's, so it's really good that Monero's tokenomics and um, like price action have done pretty well so far. They're, they're, like Monero's basically been just trickling up for the past two years. Um, it looks ready to moon, quite frankly. Like it's, uh, it could pop at any time, I think. Yeah, so Monero, Doge, Litecoin, these are all at really, really decent valuations as far as they're not over pumped. So having small bags in these things is not unreasonable and just wait for like two years. You're going to be in the green. In fact, I'll bet you, I'll bet you right now that Monero is going to do better than most stocks. I'll bet. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> like watch and see. Uh, so like, it'll be like safer and probably a better bet than most stocks would be XMR. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. It's uh, the um, tokenomics and just like the general chart look really, really bullish for Monero. Um, no pump and dumping going on, just a steady organic growth on it. It's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Yeah, and the price now, by the way, is like from Nero also is, I believe, right at its volume support level for its lifetime. So 
it's very much not overvalued. So the $165 level, where it is now, is the highest volume level of Monero in its entire history, uh, going back to like 2014, I think. In fact, let me find, actually, I'm on the wrong chart. I've got to find, um, for Monero, you got to use, I think, Bitstamp, maybe, one of the older exchanges. Binance's price history is not long enough. Binance was not around back then. Let's see, maybe Bitfinex. Was Tradeover around back then? Oh, hell no. Like that, their routes will be new. Dude, with the way it, it's laid out, it looks like it came from 2007. I mean, that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I get it. Yeah, it does. Um, no, actually, Monero's biggest volume bar is $125, and it's at 165 now. So just a little bit above that. So it's basically above the primary resistance. So, um, yeah, when the buying starts, Monero will just simply run. Its chart looks fantastic. Just like pull up. Um, like XMR, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, and its token supply is another bullish, bullish feature of it. But at the same time, like this is one of those things that won't moon anywhere near as much as Zeph could, I think. So, because if so, if XMR 10Xs and we have the XMR tied to um, Zephyr and Zephyr swap, then if XMR moons, Zephyr automatically moons too, right? <laughs> so that's kind of the beauty of AMMs in some ways. They, they they hurt you on the way down, but they can really pump you on the way up. And if XMR is looking good, it's bullish for Zephyr too in that respect. So I think that's good. It's synergistic in a way. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I am um, taking way too many risks, but um, I, I mean, I'm I've been pretty bullish on Zephyr the whole time. Couple, couple little fud things that scared me, but this is what happens when your fiance wants a fancy wedding. Oh my god, she does too. So, like, what does she want to have? What's what's the what's the spread? Uh, I mean, we haven't gotten into anything concrete yet, but the way she talks about it, it's I mean, it's going to be big, and and like I'm I'm a pretty shy shy dude, you know. So, I, I'm, yeah. I'm always. There's not much to it, really. The guys just show up, right? It's not a big deal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, that's true, man. We're we're just kind of like the support, almost. It's funny. Definitely yeah. not the main. Like, show me what I need to do, and you just do it. It's <laughs> exactly right. You can be walking over here and do that. Okay, I'll walk over here. XMR. Um, there are some XMR guys who fud Zeph really hard, though. I don't know if they're just like troll accounts, but I, I wasted a bunch of my time re replying to one of them the other day. Let's see, but really, what what did they say? I didn't know there were any XMR accounts. I couldn't. I've never seen anyone respond to anything I say about XMR. Where is this fucker? Hang on. Like, if you hashtag XMR, no one no one pays attention. I'm gonna have to go look at my own replies. Find him. Okay, yeah, no, it, no, he's 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 on the hashtag Zeph, but he fuds the hell out of it. What does he say? Hey, let me let me find him real quick. Just a second. Like legit fud or like just nonsense? I mean, like just well, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. Um, it, nothing concrete. Um, oh, where is he? 
Look, oh yeah, I'll I'll find him and DM him to you. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, Maximus. Fire Maximus. This retard what says can just replying to everyone who's who's like sold twelve and a half percent of my long term XMR bag for Zeth. He says, Congrats, congrats. You are now already in a loss because of FOMOing. He says, interesting how FOMO people chasing pumps with their long-term bags always sell the top. Fuck off. Like, Jesus Christ, man. He says, uh, he replied to Dexer XP. <laughs> he says, why Zeph will outperform Monero's price action. He gives a whole bunch of fucking charts and information. He says, this didn't age well. Soon back to single-digit shitcoin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, constant, constant, constant. Yeah, that's usually like, it's more crypto newbies that talk like that. People well, he, think they're like, People think they're like some sort of maximalist, but they don't understand how this stuff works very well. His pinned tweet from from uh, November of twenty three. I, I remember when Monero was a shitcoin, by the way. So it's like, yeah, um, like, like, XMR is going to outperform ETH in twenty twenty four. You heard it here first. Like Jesus Christ, dude! Like I don't know why he's some married to Monero. He's, now that I think like, is probably true. Yeah, but uh, I mean, dude, what from a market cap perspective. ETH is no. going to what? Maybe three or four x from here. So no, what they what they what a person like that should do is say you should also get some XMR because like when if XMR moves, Zeph is going to moon, blah blah blah. But like it doesn't know how to like get new users. Like shaming people for buying whatever the fuck they're buying is not going to get you them to get your coin. They're, they're maxis, dude. It's like a mental yeah. condition. They they get married to to some idea and in, in right, right. something, and then when when it gets surpassed. You know, no, I mean, le but legitimately though, XMR's chart looks great. I'm not so I, like the difference yeah, is, is that the 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 multiples are different. The risk profile is different. So at this level, like, how much is XMR going to dump if the whole market dumps? Ah, eh, whatever. Maybe it dumps like thirty percent, maybe, and you know, you're fine. Um, you know, if maybe even that. But if the you know, but are you going to get the same multiples as you would on a Zephyr? Of course not. Like, not even close. So it's it's about market cap differences, and not only that, but like you can't put giga amounts of money in micro caps because you don't know. Yeah, like the risk is always there. That man, I wish you would have told me that two months ago. <laughs> maybe it doesn't. No, but maybe it doesn't catch on, or maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Like you know, maybe it goes to zero for some reason, or maybe there's some you know technical problem or whatever. Right? There's always issues. Yeah, so something that's been around for ten years, you can put a gigantic bag in. And maybe it doesn't go up as much, but it doesn't go down as much either. And you're, you know, it's like the blue chip status. Monero is clearly a blue chip comparative to like a lot of other shit in the, in the top 100. Yeah, this, it's the original privacy token. Everybody knows what XMR is. It's not only that, but it's still around and it's fully mined. So it's like there's nothing left to FUD about it at this point. So, and it's, it, it's like fundamentally useful and has, and it's survived the test of time. Um, hard to beat that, really. Honestly, like though, some of these projects just have such shitty marketing teams too. Like, like Rune yeah. for the longest time, I, I, like it was just like, you know, why don't they do any fucking marketing? Right? Like, it should be doing way better than it is, right? Like, Rune versus Uniswap. I know they don't have that many integrations, but like, it's it's tricky though, because like they there's a com there's a complicated system. They've had hacks and things. They don't want anyone coming after them later for having shielded something that broke. So I think they've learned their lesson over the years to just leave the fucking thing alone. And, and like, it's, it's picked up nicely, though. I mean, like, overall uh, trade executions and everything on, on DoorChain are much better than they used to be. So I think they're doing great on, this, on the grand scheme of things. 
Yeah, I get it, man. Um, I've been invested in it since 2021, but at this point with uh, um, CCIP and even with even with Zeta, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just not sure how useful they're 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 going to be unless they focus purely on like institutional investors. Um, and even then, I yeah, I mean, like, it. yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like who's the prospective customer of this thing? Um, yeah, a lot a lot of different dilutions are going to happen because of CCIP, particularly. Um, it's, it's really what makes like, that's why like to me, okay. Like Zephyr has a very, very specific utility function for a very niche type of group of people who are going to know exactly what, what they're going to use it for. And they're, those people are going to show up and they're going to use that for that purpose. So over the long run, I think new users show up. Yeah. What is the differentiating factor of any particular blockchain at this point or any particular project is the thing. And to me, it feels like at least, and maybe I'm retarded, but like, it feels like the features that Chainlink brought up, came up with basically um, obviate the need for like a whole bunch of other different projects in some ways. Um, in, in fact, like many projects, if they don't connect to Chainlink, they're going to be missing a lot of assets that people are going to care about. Like, for example, uh, you know, like on-chain gold with like Paxos G and things, or maybe like you know, on-chain stocks or whatever it is, right? Like as you bring those things in that nobody else has, you're going to be, you're going to want to connect to CCIP. Once that happens, what's the reason to then have like go to random blockchain? You'd want a blockchain or or system that automatically connects to CCIP because that way the dApps will, you know, bring you all those fun assets that you want to play with um, is kind of my thinking. And yeah, as a as a if it works as a good layer zero, like yeah, CCPIP is going to be gigantic. Um, I don't know if like I think they really have to get first mover advantage on that though. They've got to get maybe a dozen more blockchains connected, so that you know they really have hearts and minds of most of the prominent chains. And then beyond that, um, the only thing is like CCIP does not really help you much with. Um, I, I don't know if there's a way to bring in assets that are, I wonder if Thorchain incorporated CCIP would be possible to then bring in like CCIP Bitcoin or CCIP Doge or whatever the fuck else is on Thorchain, right? Like, I wonder if that's possible. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how all that shit works as far yeah, as. Yeah, maybe I'm looking at it too much as, as a, like a blanket, like it's going to be totally obsolete. You know, maybe, maybe there's some kind of an integration there for them. But, uh, you know, it's because it's not exactly like, uh, you know, it's not exactly like like Chainlink's trying to run a fucking Dex, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, although in some way, in some ways, they sort of end up running backend Dexes because that's the thing. Like, what, what's happening is is think about it this way: if you're well, yeah, a Dex yeah, because... on like any right. Dex connected to CCIP anywhere, like whether you're a Cosmos Dex, whether you're a Polygon Dex, you're a ETH, DEX, doesn't, Uniswap, doesn't really matter. If you have CCIP integration, it no longer matters what chain you're on. Yeah, because you're burning, That's crazy. You're burning chain link. You're not, it, the native token doesn't mean shit, right? So. Yeah, but, well, well it's, just, it's, just that you're, it's just the assets are connected to everything. So you're, you're, you're not, yeah. it's not that your native token doesn't mean anything. It's just that you're, it no longer matters what chain you're on. Like it literally makes no difference anymore what chain you're on if you have all of that access, no matter where you are. That's pretty impressive. That's a serious abstraction level 
that has not been achieved yet. Um, and even Thorchain and stuff is like a bit complicated to get that, but you, you know, you get that sort of abstraction now with a little bit with like dual chain connections on Kepler wallet or dual chain on, you know, multi-chain connections on, um, Thorchain or whatever. But once you have CCIP, like, do you need that many different chains and do you need that many whatever? I don't know that you do. Like you're going to wind up with like, no matter what uh, coin or whatever, right? Mechanism a little bit better. I, clearly, I have to do some reading, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh... But re- think of it this way: once you have a CCIP version, so like once you've connected your chain to CCIP, yeah, what does that mean? It means that like you have immediate access to CCIP assets anywhere else that connects to that particular system so like for example circle on cc on on, uh, ccip the the usdc you'll have access immediately as soon as you connect to it or let's say you take um i don't know injective and you you activate ccip what does that benefit you how does that benefit you any asset on arbitrum that is connected to a dex with ccip now you can cross chains easily like you'll be able to cross to any chain seamlessly without any issues um you know, and you and you won't even have the problems of like liquidity fragmentation like IBC has. IBC has a relayer scheme, but IBC is not an entirely separate computer layer that also contains like liquidity inside of it. Really, you see that? See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no, there's no like, there's atom floating around between IBC transactions, but there's no like space that atom sits in the background supplying liquidity. You know, with via, you know, with CCIP. The difference here with CCIP is they do, in fact, have like a background DEX. It's almost like having a DEX under a DEX, where in the background, like if you want to convert, like let's say your, um, you want to convert, let's say injective over to, and you want to buy Arbitrum, the Arb token, or whatever that's called. Um, you could, and they're both connected to CCIP. What would happen here? You would be able to truly just use whichever coin you want. And in the background, the system will swap you and it has an Oracle network and everything. Remember, so it can swap you for whatever you need. And on the other end, it pops out Yeah, or on the same end, in the same end, it pops out. You'd be able to own CCIP Arbitrum on injective. And that's where like some of the liquid stake tokens come in. Cause then now you have a, a yield bearing version of the token via CCIP and you can grab that. And so, yeah, anything CCIP connected, all of its tokens become CCIP native also. That makes sense. Like it's, it's, it's nuts. It's really impressive. It's more impressive than what IBC does at some core level for, for what Cosmos was attempting to do. So it's, it's super powerful. Um, so this next couple of years will be super interesting with that shit, especially even NFTs. Like imagine like, you know, why would anyone want to make NFTs anymore that are not CCIP native? Um, and I know Stargaze, um, which is one of the Cosmos chains, they are building a, something's about to come out. I haven't heard exactly what, because I mentioned CCIP to Shane and he's like, yeah, there's some slightly other solutions as well. And I'm like, okay, let's see. And, um, <laughs> but apparently they're bringing like circle, uh, circle USDC to Stargaze. And I believe they're implementing some scheme where you could just use your MetaMask wallet and buy, uh, Stargaze NFTs with like USDC from Ethereum things like that. So these cross-chain things, everyone's looking for liquidity. Everyone's looking for when the bull run comes, how easy is it for someone to, from one chain to just go and buy something on the other if they feel like it? Because that friction makes people not buy shit. 
right? People don't, they don't want to wait to figure out how to transfer this and that. So CCIP, if you incorporate that into your NFT protocol, then all of your NFTs are automatically um, cross-compatible with any NFT on, you know, Arbitrum or Optimism or uh, a lot of NFTs are on Polygon. Um, so like you're, you're, you're immediately can take your NFT and sell it anywhere, any marketplace you feel like it. Isn't that cool? So that's the difference. Your, your, your NFT is no longer like informationally bound to a specific chain. And CCIP keeps track in the background, making sure there's no duplicate versions of that NFT, right? Like your, that NFT is always CCIP connected. It's not sort of semi-connected via your chain. In a sense, the, the record of where that NFT is recorded in two places. It's recorded one in the chain that it's living on, and it's recorded on CCIP, which keeps track of in that network where your NFT resides at that moment. And that's why DTCC, the stock corporation, like is looking into Chainlink system because the way their system works is they know like where if they have Apple stock issued or you know Meta stock or whatever, that stock they know exactly where all shares are at all times, which brokerages they're on all of that shit, right? So that's the final clearinghouse. And they need a system that does that for crypto so that if they issue like your Apple stock, you'd be able to take it on chain and they will know that you have your that Apple share. Let's say a thousand shares of Apple have gone to Arbitrum and they'll have a constant record via CCIP's dashboards of where every single instance of that stock is because they have Doesn't to pay Doesn't that out. become a privacy problem when it's all viewable on chain? Yes. So that's why they bought, uh, I believe over the summer, and I was reading about this, they bought like, I think, I don't remember which university, Cornell or somebody, they bought um, uh, a, uh, I, you know, like intellectual property for something called Deco and a guy by the name of Ari Jules. I don't know too much about him. I have to watch some videos with him in it. Uh, but who kind of created this scheme and started working for Chainlink or something. And I, I believe like they're bringing something called Deco, which is a privacy scheme and they're going to layer that into the ccip system so that you could do like zk proof related privacy uh so like one side one side of the transactions you can prove that someone actually is say who they are or you know is a certain age or has certain collateral or whatever on the other side of the transaction they can't see your entire wallet history right you can, you can show people what you need at the time that you need to for that particular thing. So that, that whole thing is being built out as well. So yeah, CCIP becomes just a gigantic supercomputer essentially of decentralized nodes to produce a interoperability layer. It's, it's think about it like, you know, everyone's trying to build like TCIP, TCPIP for the financial system. Um, IBC and the cosmos is the, probably the premier example of this. Um, and then CCIP I think is going to quickly become maybe just as big if not bigger over time because they're already connected to Arbitrum and GMX and Polygon and um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Optimism on, I don't know if it's testnet or fully mainnet capable, but they're, they've already done the integration step. So um, they're set to go. And um, as all of those get built out and you'll be able to swap, like let's say an NFT between any of those different destinations. Um, and like, I believe they're doing it chain native. We're not talking about like Arbitrum, some un one DAP doing this, or whatever, which a DAP can do this. They can integrate CCIP as an individual protocol like GMX did, but you can also do it at a chain level, which is a much bigger integration. That means that any NFT produced on that chain in theory could incorporate that data set, the, the header information or whatever you want to call it, so that the 
the the NFT can travel between chains. And CCIP keeps track, make sure that like you haven't duplicated this, right? Because the, the obviously you can't double spend something. So you have when you do cross chain transactions, typically bridges did different things. Like they would hold up your primary asset in the bridge. They would issue asset on that particular chain, like wrapped ETH or something like that. So that was a whole like process. But the problem was bridges were easy to hack. And um, also, there's no accountability on these bridges. What happens if they just shut down? What the fuck happens to the, the, the issued asset? You need a gigantic trusted system that everyone actually believes will stay around for a long time in order to issue like serious quantities of cross-chain stocks, let's say, for example. Because once you have a system where cross-chain stocks have been created um, by something like CCIP, that system needs to run for fucking ever, right? Like, they can't just break randomly. Chainlink can't just decide to go out of business or whatever. The system that's designed for that needs to be able to run like for you know a hundred years or more and until whatever next best thing shows up. So that's kind of what the the like the level of sort of like the level of what Chainlink is optimizing for. It's basically to connect everything to everything, not just blockchains to everything, but everything to everything. So you could basically connect like Swift to DTCC. And you would be able to do so without having any other blockchain in between. So like they can service different products that have nothing to do with the crypto space, which is really, really bullish. Because like if you really think about it, how many different projects are incorporating the possibility of real world assets and real world stocks, a real world banking system and cross chain interoperability between um, all the different chains and happens to have like the expertise, premier expertise in the Oracle networks, which is really necessary for it. Could be, and the reason why that's necessary, because if you have a cross chain liquidity layer in the name of CCIP, like, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, like bridges that you think of like a wormhole bridge for ETH or whatever that those don't have an Oracle baked in. They have to sort of use other people's Oracle services or whatever to do the transactions, right? When you do the exchange. The difference here is that the Oracle service is built into the uh, system, so it has the ability to price feed and determine what the actual transactional, you know, um, values are for your swaps, you know, in this sort of like, you know, sewer beneath the city. So think of this as like a layer, a full layer zero underneath your city. Your blockchain is your city, and somebody else's blockchain is another city, and then you have a whole subway system underneath all of that, and um, you know, like all of the subway stations and their trains and their tracks are all interoperable. And um, you, not only that, but the train can actually emerge, you know, in that city and, and, and travel uh, on the surface and not just be underground. So those assets can move. So you could basically be on, you know, I don't know, like, let's say um, a stock gets issued on Arbitrum. And then you take that stock and you can move it to any other CCIP based chain and um use it on lending and borrowing protocols like i can you know borrow off my apple stock you know on you know whatever kujira and i can do that because now even though it was issued on arbitrum i can port that in and what does that do it makes a gigantic set of assets that are hidden in the ccip subway system and what that means is like let's say kujira implements ccip any asset any box car on any train that is like has been implemented with CCIP can now bring that into say Kajira as a asset that's tradable on their decks. Just think about how powerful that is. So like, let's say you are not even the fucking one that issued the stocks. Let's say DTCC issues the stocks on chain. 
Kuchira doesn't need to get into like figuring out what the stock market tokenization is all about. They don't have to implement anything. All they have to do is have a CCIP integration, and now Apple stock is in your Kujira decks, right? It's in your injective decks. It's in any deck. So that's the beauty of this. And that's a much more comprehensive layer zero than, say, IBC, which creates like these weird channels between each chain. So how IBC is different is like if you want to create a channel between um, like, let's say you want to travel Atom and you want to send it to Injective and you want to send it from Injective back to Cosmos Hub. You have to have an actual channel open with relayers that are specifically doing this. And we don't have a great way to pay relayers right now. So they're working on that with Chainlink to try to make Link the universal gas token. So the, the reality is like Cosmos' system is not bad. It does cool stuff, a lot of great tech there. But I think Chain levels, Chainlink is going for even deeper layers here integration. Um, and you don't have to. It, what's different about this is this is very different in that like, let's say you want to bring stocks into Kujira. You don't have to implement a stock module or some shit to make this work like the like literally you could just basically fork whatever you know um software that they're using on the other chain or but for the bringing the asset onto your chain you don't have to have anything special all you have to have is the ccip integration and now you can transfer no problem whereas like the problem with cosmos is i remember this happened with my chihuahua token or whatever like i had um the Huawei token, uh, which is a meme coin, I had it on, um, it, for some reason I bought it on, because I had to use some money on Juno and I sort of bought it. And it turns out the, the, that on Juno, someone had disconnected or broken the IBC relayer channel between uh, Huawei and um, like, you know, uh, someone had broken the relayer channel between Huawei and Juno and I couldn't actually get the coin back to the primary chain and the, or the decks that had it on it was broken and it couldn't get price speeds. And so then like the price of the coin wasn't even correct. What so I still have that coin that stranded on, on uh, Juno at this point. Does that make sense? So like with CCIP, you don't have any of these problems because it's a chain level integration. But but does this make sense? Like it's it's a much more like comprehensive connectivity between. Yeah, chains. it it does. But is your is your Huawei still stuck on Juno or? Yeah, I, I basically sold it to like Adam, and then I was I moved Adam to Osmosis or some shit. But yeah, it it was it was just a silly thing. Like it didn't make any sense. So this is the problem with you can't have stranded assets on chains. It's frustrating to people. Um, I think the Wrapped Luna people were really pissed off that their Wrapped Luna was not. They couldn't convert it back to Luna or whatever and sell it or whatever you want. So these kinds of problems happen with wrapped assets. Bridges are just too centralized. They're too too much of a trusted entity. And you want a more decentralized, more trustless system so that if you're issuing the world's stock market onto a layer zero, you can't have that shit turn off intermittently. That's yeah, not going to work. Sometimes you have waiting periods on bridges like with Arbitrum, like, Seven day wait, like that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Anything could happen in that seven day period. Seven days. What are you? What's bridging in seven days? Jesus Christ. I was bridging. Uh, I was bridging Arb ETH back to ETH, and they had like a seven day hold on it before I confirmed that you know would go in and confirm the transaction on their bridge. Is that because it's a slow bridge, or is that because there's something specific? It's a about it's, that? A, sec, it's a security so, protocol that they have. Security, yeah. 
to prevent yeah. scams and stuff and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's maybe to prevent bridge hacks and stuff like yeah, that. Where yeah, people drain bridges. So the beauty of CCIP too is you, you once you have a good working system theoretically, like assuming everything works correctly, then you don't have the problem of bridge hacks anymore either. Um, assuming you have a system that was robust and works right, right? Like I'm, we're making a lot of presumptions here, but the the idea is to build a system that can handle the world's stock market, um, and it can't be a blockchain because blockchains are fucking useless for this. Um, so node networks like. Uh, uh, Chainlink are much more scalable in this respect. Like, I mean, you could, I guess, create like Solana is reasonably quick, but it's not going to handle the world stock market. I doubt it's going to do that now. So that, even Solana created like a, they did a whole like new upgrade where they're trying to make it so that there's like, what the fucking thing's called? I forget now. There's a name for it, but they have a neat name for the whatever that protocol is. But um, they're creating some extra infrastructure to allow for. Um, you know, faster transactions. And when the traffic gets really high, the chain doesn't get locked up like it did last season. Um, but blockchains are not great for mega high throughput stuff. Blockchains are mostly useful for immutability um, and like maybe transparency or, um, you know, just the ledger function, but they're not particularly fast at this job. So you, you, you need a much more scalable network, computer network for that purpose. And um, I think Chainlink's, working on that exact thing. And, and there's some things you don't mind if they're slow, right? Like let's say your Zephyr takes, you know, 20 minutes to update on the uh, wallet. You don't care because you're not making tons of transactions with this thing, right? You're mainly in it for the privacy. Whereas if you're trading stocks, I mean, you're not waiting 20 minutes for anything. Like you need that thing to go through, confirmation to come through and you're good to go, right? Um, so that that becomes interesting. but. Yeah, CCIP-based assets um, that just think about think about how you see wrapped ETH. You basically will have like I don't know what you want to call it, Link Apple. You'll have Link, you know, whatever. Like you know, whoever issues the the stock. It, it, it's it's just confusing to me how that doesn't qualify as wrapped unless it's just that that everything the, the having difference, CCIP in the, the title difference is here ridiculous. is the difference the main difference why it's not wrapped is DTCC which is the original originator of the stock itself is the one issuing it you see the difference so like you're you're not wrapping a version of something and now you have like yeah. a bridge holding so a version of it and now i have the real stock over here and the tokenized one over there no the tokenized version is the real version there is no separate asset that's backing that that's the difference uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. So it, it's almost more just like a tracking mechanism, is it? As or, it or, or, or worst case scenario, that there is a backed up like stock on a computer somewhere, like Apple stock. But the difference is that it's in the original computer system that normally holds that. So DTCC is the clearinghouse that holds that data, right? So that's why that's different. Um, the issue of like, think of the stock of a, as a real world asset, but think of it as a computerized real world asset. Um, it's not, it's not a, yeah, it's 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 just the record of it being transmitted to different, uh, you know, uh, providers of liquidity, right? Right. So so exactly uh, the same. It's what they're doing when they send it to like, like what what does it mean when you go on Fidelity or you go on Carl Schwab or something and you buy a stock there? What is that thing there? That is a stock issued by DTCC and on behalf of the various companies or whatever, and DTCC right. keeps track of how many versions, how many like. Uh, 
you know, copies of Apple stock are sitting on Fidelity's computer system. And then there's market makers and such in the name of like, uh, you know, whatever the Citadels or whoever of the world. And those large systems are also uh, sort of running these things. And there's a tokenized sort of version of this. The difference is, is that um, the tokenized version is not like a blockchain style token. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's still like a, it's still a centralized ledger. Yeah, right? but it's still like a series of string of numbers that's coded. That's like okay, this is Apple stock number one. This one's number two. Number, right? There's a there's a place that's keeping track of how many of these you have. Um, I've got ten Apple shares or a hundred or whatever it is, and they have a balance sheet somewhere that keeps track of like making sure there's not double spending. Like there's not right. There's not there's never double the amount of Apple stock than there should be that kind of thing, right? Um, so yeah, it's a little bit different in that the issuer is different here. It's not like you're creating a coin on Ethereum, you're creating a wrapped version, and you're bringing that into Kujira. That's not what you're doing here. With CCIP, the difference is, is that the issuer is issuing the coin into the CCIP network from the minute it comes out. And anyone on the CCIP network can um, move that coin to any other ccip based connected system that's all that you're saying really yeah it completely destroys the idea of like an exchange right yes so like so, new york stock exchange is is irrelevant at that point to, to right? a degree yes right so like the other thing that it also brings into question is do we need dexes at that point <laughs> like because if you have these deep liquidity within the ccip system it's not really obvious that you need like traditional dexes well you still need an interface to to you know, yeah, you've got a you've got a front end so. that manages a CCIP set of assets. But now, like, think about it. The difference here is you could have a front end that's tr quite literally interacting with multiple blockchains simultaneously. You never notice it. In fact, you don't even notice you're on a blockchain. All you're you're saying is, I want to buy some Apple stock, and you're just being issued this thing. That's the difference. Or I want to borrow off my Apple stock, and you're on like Ave or something, and now or Synthetics or whatever. Now you can you can actually. Um, borrow off of this thing, and but it's the real thing. It's not, and you're, and not only that, but you're still getting dividends off the real thing, right? Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, that <laughs> like take for example, I have Petrobras stock right now. Petrobras's stock makes like twenty percent dividend yield. If I borrow off my my uh, Petrobras stock and I want to buy some other shit, like the the, the cost to borrow on Fidelity is like nine percent or something. So I'm actually making more on the dividend still, even though I'm borrowing off my stock. See how cool that is? And so that's kind of the kind of magic you can do, but you can do it in DeFi and stuff and play with all the different other coins or whatever. Um, but also like another thing that will happen is when real world assets come like stocks and things into the crypto space, like that's gonna quickly dominate a lot of the trading, trading activity. Like who the fuck wants to trade like some DEX token when they have like, you know, like much bigger companies they can trade. I mean, think about like what people trade on DEXs and whatever. The reason why people trade a bunch of meme coins and other bullshits because they don't have anything else they can trade on there, right? It's not like you got uranium futures on on your your thing, whatever. Like so, like there is, you know, the big money shows up when 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 like more more large scale assets get, get yeah le leverage trading commodities. I mean, that's where most of these Wall Street millionaires come from, anyway. Is, yeah. is literally leverage trading commodities and, and other you know volatile. Hey, assets. Becky, mm -hmm. I I have a question for you. You know, I just con confuse all the thing. Like sometimes you know the projects like new projects came in and some new community members are coming into these projects. 
and many type of projects and thousands of people come and just for saying hello good project nice project i mean they are not bots you know so how these people they how they bring these people into these things you know like thousands of people just join telegram group for saying hey hello good project nice project this come did, did, did you ever observe this people just show some of those are real people just saying stupid shit like just they just come say hello and say oh i like i like zephyr or i like injector or whatever that's all it is like yeah, you show up in these discord channels you're going to say something right hey everybody how are you doing i really like you know your project you know like that's how people greet people in those spaces so, i think they are getting paid for that you know so some kind of you know some some kind of shilling hunters group or you know maybe maybe <laughs> Yeah, there could be some. No, there's people that are paid as community managers, and those community managers might have multiple accounts to make it seem more lively or whatever. Who knows? I mean, I have no idea. It depends yeah, on the group. The likelihood that it's thousands of people, Vikram, is is probably pretty small. Yeah, and not only that, but just having random people in there doesn't benefit the actual uh, new users. So if you show up in some Discord and Telegram group um, about some project and you have a bunch of nonsense in there, like who's going to stay? Right, you know, like, like, oh, look, it's just a busy Discord or whatever. I guess it's possible. So I, there, there's got to be some spoofing. Like, if you go to small meme coins and stuff, there's got to be some spoofing of users for those Discord and Telegram groups. People say, oh, maybe it's going to go up because all these people show up. There could also be spoofing networks that join those things. Um, uh, Bikram, like, let's say, for example, um, I bought a bunch of Zephyr tokens and I have a spoofing network. I might just go and, like, swarm that, you know, particular uh discord and just have a bunch of joins so that it looks like that group is getting really big and like oh there's a good reason to believe that it's going to pump or something so yeah but but it's like how often is that happening i don't really know like it's like who knows it's it's you can imagine it probably does though but how many of those are bots or whatever i don't know yes i i just i just really observe you know this this these these thousands of people exactly like you know they are just come for one dollar airdrop something like that you know some kind of giveaway and so i just want to know that like like millions of people are out there a lot there of times real people show up yeah i mean they just watch youtube or whatever and they oh there's an airdrop yeah. how do i get it oh i have to join the discord or whatever yeah people do that anyway um People's out there for the airdrops and the giveaway. So, who invest in crypto? Like, which countries mainly invest investments are coming from? Um, people from all over, really. Like, there's quite a bit in South Korea, China. There's Europe. There's US. There's plenty of people everywhere now. Um, but yeah, if you some places are definitely more than others. If you look at Google Trends on stuff, you'll have a sense of it. Um, a lot of the liquidity comes from, I would say, like US, Europe, South Korea. Um, from Canada too, I suppose. Um, uh, I don't know how much from Mexico, Central America, South America. It's less for sure. Uh, there's some from Africa. Nigeria is uh, it's popular. I don't know. There's people from all over. Anyway, but Drew, uh, but yeah, you see kind of the scope of the CCIP thing that I was getting at. It's like, it's pretty big. Um, if, if, if it becomes as popular as you can imagine. And the, and the other beauty of it is like, let's say an improvement happens to the system. Like it benefits all the users of all the different chains as opposed to having to upgrade. You know, if you have to upgrade a bunch of infrastructure in every chain and do a chain update to make CCIP work, it's going to be more frustrating, right? Um, so the more those upgrades can happen on a core level, um, the better. So it's like it, 
you know, it's like the road that you're driving on. Um, the brand of car that you have doesn't really matter at that point. So it'd be like, imagine, imagine streets where, hey, you can only drive on this street if you own a Toyota. That street over there is for Ford, right? Like it'd be, it'd be a terrible user experience. Hey, quick non sequitur um, on Zeph. So with the Zephyr swap thing coming up, if if you stake your Zeph or if you're swapping for these other tokens, doesn't that pose some some uh, possibility of compromising the the anonymity? Mm, no, you just have to make sure that whatever wallets you use are anonymous for those as well. So when you leave Zephyr, um, you go to a fresh, say, Bitcoin or Ethereum wallet. Problem solved, right? Yeah, I suppose so. In fact, it like makes absolutely sure it's anonymous. The thing is, then it becomes like, well, you know, regulators or whatever are going to be interested in figure out like who's who's running this thing, or whatever. It needs to be really decentralized to make it work. And really, the teams should be, need to be anonymous, and the code needs to be sort of transparent, so that um, you know you basically have this. You you want to create a situation where it's a purely autonomous system. Like Zephyr in particular, you want a situation where once they have their oracles set up properly, maybe they use Chainlink or whatever, they get their oracles set up in a decentralized manner. Uh, once they have the sort of DEX running, you don't want this thing to be modified very often. You want it to run persistently for God knows how long, and then it becomes useful. Um, complexity is your enemy with these things. Keep adding shit and then getting a bug and kind of having a problem, right? You you want to have like you want a system that once it works it is running and it just keeps going. So like it's like I think Monero is an example. They had to make one change, I guess, to make tail emissions, and they did. Um, otherwise, who's gonna you know who's gonna mine this thing? Like it's the same problem as Bitcoin. Um, so, but yeah, but now that they have their tail emissions, you probably shouldn't need to see too many more updates to Monero really at this point, right? Yeah, unless there's. Uh... Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit against the wall here. Unless there's some kind of a compromise of their, uh, what do you call it? What's their uh, kind of ASIC their... resistance? Yeah, exactly. They like, they like to keep it ASIC resistant so they, you know, it stays relatively decentralized, which is good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, times change obviously, and sometimes forks or whatever have to have happen. But but yeah, as far as like preserving privacy, I don't I, like. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I mean, really, like once your once your Zephyr hits your Zephyr wallet, um, it's basically private at that point. Anywhere else you send it is entirely up to you, and no one's going to know where you sent it to. So, the beauty of having a, a, like an outside Dex would be the beauty of that would be. Let's say I converted my Zephyr on that Dex, and I converted it to say Tether, and I wanted to pay someone with that Tether. Okay, great. Now there's no paper trail of where that came from, and there's no paper trail outside of whatever that recipient reports, let's say for income or something. Let's say I'm paying someone who's working, but that person cannot see the contents of my wallets, right? That's important. So you basically obfuscate the the, the or origination wallet at that point. So And, and no one's going to be able to tell on, on the DEX side which Zephyr wallet that came from. That's a key thing too, right? Because you can make you can make as many Zephyr addresses as you want as well, and send them to wherever. So no one's going to know where these things came from. So yeah, works works quite nicely. Um, so we'll see. I, that that Dex, I, I believe, 
they were saying that it's coming out like end of uh, the month. End of February. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty close. I think that's a good timing. It's like perfect timing for the consolidation period for Zeph to end. And everyone starts piling in on providing LP, you know, for the, for the actual protocol. I'm excited, dude. I, uh, I don't no, know. I kind of, I kind of hope they have a dis- decentralized stable coin on there though, too. I mean, there was some, there was that talk. Um, like what, what, what Zeph users want to see is you want to see that your bags go to like, so the price of Zeph runs to like two to 400 bucks and then it dumps to maybe like a hundred bucks. And then everyone is in the green. That's what you want to see, <laughs> like ideally, like, and then a whole bunch of new users show up. But I mean, all the existing users right now are in the green at that point, and uh, that's sort of like where you want to see the price action go. And if because you know how it is, like when everyone's happy, everyone's talking about it, um, and that really is important. Um, like ha- happy users is important. Like a good user experience is important, and then like you know, um, classical price action is useful for attracting attention and bringing more users and whatever so it's it's it should be yeah hopefully they got their shit together and they're going to do a good job with this um crossing my fingers for them uh that no fuck-ups happen because <laughs> you never know right so. yeah dude i honestly though i think it's only a matter of time until there's some kind of a hack it always happens it happens with everyone right so i mean maybe although like what the zephyr people are doing is they're really just using existing code so like the, yeah, the, the, Monero. the Monero's code is, you know, working great for the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. And then um, you have like, I'm not sure what we need to see what kind of Dex uh, code they're using, but we need to find out more about that. Like, are they using a Thorchain code, which, you know, has been hacked several times, but now is pretty, you know, robust or are they using some other like, what are they using exactly? We need to find out. But the only thing I know that does cross-chain swaps, which is what they're envisioning doing, the only thing I know that does this is ThorChain. Like, I don't know of anybody that does, has built something that is cross-chain otherwise. Do you? I mean, do you have any idea? No, n- not a soul. Uh, I, you know, I, I was talking about Sarai Dex uh, like a month and a half. Oh, that's right. Sarai was the other but one. I- Maybe I they're working. Know. Maybe they're working with Sarai. I don't know. Maybe that's part of could this. could be, but I don't even know how Sarai works. I don't know if it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know how they work a, exactly. That's a good I point. doubt it's doubt it's a, a Thorchain fork. I doubt it. The only Thorchain fork I know of is is Maya protocol. Why Why do you think Sarai is not a Thorchain fork? Did they say one way or the other? I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't even tried. That. I mean, the point is, it's not easy to build a Thorchain, right? It's not easy to build that from scratch. That was a very serious long term project to get that shit working. Um, so, and they had several hacks along the way. Don't forget those. Yeah. So to me, it's like, at least that's battle hardened now to an extent. And, um, but you see, that's exactly why I say, I think it's only a matter of time. The the thing is it's got to have, uh, you know, a robust enough reputation to weather that when it eventually happens, you know? So, yeah, well, I don't know that like there, there comes a point where something becomes fundamentally unhackable. Where where the problems happen is is if you have like mismanagement of keys, you have some sort of like, you know, it, it, yeah. So it really depends on what they're using. Um, you know, what is it? That, you know, how permissionless is the thing too? Like, do you have to once it runs, does it need any actual maintenance at all, or just simply just it just runs? That's another question. The other thing I have in my head is like, wait, how is this dex being paid? Is it fees from the users on the network? Like how are validators for this DEX or whatever it is 
like how does that work is is it some sort of proof of work dex that'd be interesting right like imagine if the dex itself was yet another system like maybe a ethereum classic fork or some shit like that would work maybe maybe they did that i don't know because they they seem to have made it like smart contract capable i believe so it might be possible to deploy permissionless stuff on there like lending borrowing protocols and stuff if because that might be an interesting thing if they just basically forked. Do you ever do you ever sh- like reach out to the team with questions? Like I, I mean, have a few questions on Discord, but I don't hang out long enough to find out what the answers are, and I don't know that they answered specifically. Because like, um, I didn't DM them specifically, yeah, so I, I don't. Say, how, how responsive are they? Because their Twitter page is like dead. I think the last post they have was a, had was about the decks, and that was it. Like, yeah, they're not trying to like do any kind of shilling or anything. I think they're trying to stay on the down low. Like the reality is, you want those people to fucking disappear in all seriousness. Like you yes. don't really want them to say a damn thing. Let let various community managers or whoever do the talking, and let them just sort of post when things emerge. But I haven't really spoken much to the primary team. Like I haven't done anything really like direct with them. Nor do, I'm not not sure I want to honestly. <laughs> like no, it's true. Yeah, it's like let them build whatever they're going to do and like leave it alone. And leave them alone because, like, you need them to be anonymous. You don't yeah, want them otherwise to be it ends anything. up being like Monero, where you know the IRS has a backdoor. At, at I mean, I have some theories that some Twitter accounts I've seen are probably, um, probably some primary team, but I, yeah, not confirmed, but like, probably, yeah, we, we won't mention them here. I know, I no, I'm not, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I have some that I'm like, hmm, I don't know, maybe that that one is, but like, um, at the same time, um, you know who cares like the reality is like we, we, we this protocol is useful if they're anonymous it, you know you need to be you need these this is like satoshi type thing like as long as they can produce good code they can make sure it works and you know that's transparent uh that's all you really care about for something like this and we already know that like the team is appropriately incentivized to make this work they have a substantial team stash of tokens like 500,000 they have um uh sufficient incentive in the form of like the fees on the network if the dex gets built there's like some uh fees that go to the um you know the dex itself and there's fees that go to the lpers all of these things as long as their incentives are aligned appropriately and there's a fee structure that users are willing to to use as a result of that compensation i think that's the best thing you can hope for then the odds of a rug pull are not are not high because what the fuck do they want to rug pull you for and they can make money forever on this thing, right? Like, why, like why would they bother messing with you when they can just keep on, like, just think about it. They start making money like Thorchain does or any centralized exchange does. They're just, they're just raking in money at that point. So I think good revenue is important. Like, when you ask, like, how does a chain make money? Um, always, no one ever says, like, oh, they, no one can ever name that. And that's where the problems come in. Um, so I, I'm comfortable with the, the fee structure that they described for the decks, like 0.7% fees yeah, I saw that. Yeah. to st- 0.7% to remain anonymous and to like get access and then also provide a better likelihood that something can't be shut down. To me, that's worth it at that point, you know? Likewise, it's also a lot better than the 4 to 5% swap to ZSD and wallet too. So <laughs> Yeah, it depends on, yeah. Jeez. Well, the ZSD is meant to be a one-way thing. It's not meant to be really an exchange. So I think now that we have a now that we have an actual swap decks coming out for exchanges, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore, do we? The only reason you'd want to then convert to ZSD is if you literally want to mint it for some reason, like you're you're uh, a dex or you're somebody, right? Like you need to provide 
So you know what's going to provide create more ZSD is if like people start LPing on the the new decks, then people are going to mint ZSD to do that, and that gets locked up in that decks, right? So that would be where some of that comes from is liquidity creation. What do you think the likelihood is of, of having a whole bunch of L, people LP on there with the kind of price action that we have? I mean, mm, yeah, good point. Um, it seems like people are more likely to LP at the top because you you actually benefit from the the dip, right? You, impermanent loss becomes the opposite; it's impermanent gain or whatever. <laughs> so. Um, I think, yeah, as the price runs up more and more, liquidity will tend to increase proportionally at that point. But right now, do we need a ton of liquidity in that deck? Probably not, right? Like, like what are you going to do with it exactly? So probably a modest amount of liquidity now would work. Um, and probably the team's going to be like plugging a lot of that in there because that's what some of those team tokens are for, right? They're to provide liquidity and you know, if they can provide liquidity for that and hopefully they sold some at the top recently and they can take some of that tether or whatever and pilot, pilot them with that, then we're good to go, right? Um, so hopefully, yeah, that starts with reasonably deep liquidity and I'm sure they're, they're, they're cognizant of all this shit. They're, they know that like if you have a bunch of slippage, no one's going to use the fucking thing. So it's like, it's not, it's not rocket science. They'll yeah, now, the, the only other, and, and I do not want to ever spread FUD on anything like this. But the only other thing that truly concerns me is the idea that like FinCEN comes along and turns this into the next tornado cash. Because what this essentially is, is a black hole. Yeah, exactly. But the, yeah. but the thing is, I think um, the reality is once you create this once, so once you have like Thorchain forks, once you have... Um, you know, once you have privacy versions of this and you fork that, the reality is there's not much they can do about it at that point. There comes a point after which, like, it just becomes the same as, like, the rest of the dark web and that you can't completely get rid of it. Um, yeah. Because you can't. So the, the regulatability of these things is going to be fairly limited. Um, and they're going to have to just basically capitulate to the and give up, which is what they will do almost surely. It's yeah, the same thing that happened with, like, remember what happened with music piracy and shit? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Same but thing. but eventually people are also going to realize just why privacy is so important and that it's not really only for illegal things either. You know, I mean, it it is, in a sense, almost a human right. So I, I okay, think it's well, only a matter of time till that Maybe, maybe the Maya right. folks know. Uh, Maya, you're, you're in the audience. You, you have a moment to hop up. I was had some questions for you guys, actually, in terms of your ThorChain implementation. I was going to add a... If you have time to talk, I want to see what you guys are doing. Yeah, so like, I think from what I understand from the Eldorado folks, the Maya folks have also not put anything privacy related because it takes some new coding to do it. Um, I don't know if anyone's kind of like hard coding a privacy dex. Like, everyone was kind of like whispering about calling it black or something, and like, you know, some of the same people, third chain people and others, like build something but make it totally anonymous and make the liquidity pools anonymous and that kind of thing. And then just have it run. And then people want to LP in it, they can do it. If they don't, they don't. But like um, a fully permissionless but also anonymous system would be very useful. Um, and you don't need to have that many LPs. I, I mean, pairings actually, Drew. Like imagine you have like maybe, I don't know, BTC and you have maybe, because you don't even, like even Tether is sensible on that DEX, right? Like, you know, so um, you'd have like maybe BTC and you have just... Uh, like BTC plus Zephyr and maybe Monera and that's it, right? And then problem solved. Hey, man. Uh, Maya, how are you guys doing? 
Can you hear me okay? Not sure if you can hear me or not. Hey there. You good? Okay, I, yes. lost, I, I lost the last 30 seconds, I guess, because I couldn't. Oh, yeah, because you're connecting. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No, what, what we were saying is like, um, so yeah, we were like, uh, so I, I talked to Chad periodically from Thorchain and um, mm -hmm. Chad Barraford and stuff. And we, we've talked before about like how, um, so it's not the title of the space, but we, we were like talking about privacy coins and implementation mm -hmm. in um, various networks. How, how much interest has there been for Maya to incorporate any privacy coin, like a XMR, for example? And uh, have you guys done any coding to to potentially do something like that? So, so far, we're still a Torchain fork, and we support the same cryptographic signatures as Torchain does, so uh, only EXA. Uh, we're also planning on doing EXA, so yeah, that will enable some new chains, but yeah, not crypto nodes. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, I know that the Torchain has put quite some resources into investigating if, if Monero and uh, crypto node chains are possible. And the last thing I know, it, it wasn't considered safe. Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking with the Zcash folks. It's, yeah, it's not Monero, but uh, yeah, might be possible that we get Zcash on, on Maya in, uh, in some time. What's yeah. interesting is, um, yeah, like Chad said, it's pro it probably is possible to add ring, ring signature-based things into third chain. Um, it might take a month or two of development to actually sort of see if it all works out. But the issue there was also, um, does the community want to attract the attention of a privacy privacy coin or not? Yeah, is a different it, thing. I know and, in in August of 2022, there was this, this vote in which nodes and the community could uh, signal their interest in an exchange. And I know that yeah, the community was quite divided in getting privacy coins on Torchain, and eventually, yeah, they went for Binance Smart Chain instead of Haven. Uh, so I, I think it, yeah. it's really, yeah, the Torchain community is quite divided in that, and the they actually spent resources on getting a Torchain fork. It's, it's called Black Protocol. It's it's just for testing purposes. Yeah, but that's the one I was, actually, that's what I heard about. It was yeah, Black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they they got it working in a test environment, but the feature they're using is marked experimental by the Monero folks. So they didn't want to do it because it would require a lot of changes for from the Monero side to classify it as safe, something like that. Uh, yeah, last time I read about it was a, was a couple of months ago, but as far as I know, they yeah the code is there. It's just something from the Monero side and probably also from the Torchain side. But yeah, it, we haven't looked into it as of yet. Uh, but yeah, we might do it in the future. Uh, it's, it's still important for us to grow and gain more volume notes. That's a high priority at the moment. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, there's a, there's a protocol coming out uh at the end of the month so the zephyr uh folks i'm not sure exactly who those devs are because they're anonymous which rightfully so is probably smart um so i actually encourage them to stay anonymous like like i don't want to be involved with this thing if the fucking team is docs but like basically they are producing a swap called zephyr swap coming at the end of the month or so 
it's going to include Monero. It's going to have uh, Zephyr, Zephyr, the uh, ZSD. It's going to have uh, Bitcoin. Uh, I think Doge and Ethereum, something like that. That seems awfully similar to Thorchain. So I wonder, I'm wondering if what they're doing is like, and I don't know if these are like some hardcore Monero devs too that are in the back of Zephyr. They could be. I'm not 100% sure. But they seem like credible coders. And I'm curious to see what they build here because if this is sort of like a Thorchain fork, but then they were able to incorporate, um, you know, privacy, that could be very exciting because if they do the groundwork to, you know, build the code and it works and it works mm -hmm. safely, then it's not hard to like incorporate it on other chains as well, especially if it's open source, right? So that could be very interesting. Let's see what comes of that. Yeah, I didn't know they're going to do a question solution. We actually talk with it, them. It may not be. It may not be. We're, I'm just speculating. I'm not 100% sure what they built. Yeah, it could also be a token. Uh, yeah, all these tokens could be native on their chain so that it's just Bitcoin on their chain as in secure assets. Uh, yeah, we spoke with them. Uh, oh, interesting project. They have the stablecoin, right? Yeah, so Zephyr, yeah okay. is the, Zephyr is basically a Monero fork. And then they use the DJED protocol to like uh, minimum 400% over collateralize the ZSD. Um, so that's the basic premise behind it. Um, so it's like a lot more uh, like, like a heavily collateralized compared to like what, for example, of work Luna version was. Of, uh, of Haven. It's basically like proof of work Haven, if you want to think yeah, of it that way. Proof of work Haven and also just like more, yeah. And the and the, there's no mint burn mechanism. That's really critically different from Haven. So it's like it's all R based um, in terms of like the stablecoin is never exactly stable for that reason. It's it's all based on external arbitrage and other exchanges, and no one tries to claim that it's stable. And so that that's like a, a more secure way to do it. And you're incentivized because like you know the over collateralization is very high, and there's like benefits to holding the collateral token in the form of like yield from the network transaction fees so there's like a zrs token which is the the collateral token so it's, it's an interesting system um it's the best i've seen and i've been around a while <laughs> in terms of these things like luna ust and like you know i've seen what happened to haven and some other things so interesting um but uh you know the, like i think that the way to look at this protocol is think of it as monero with a splash of stable coin like because yeah it's, because it's over collateralized it's not super scalable right Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. It will be very nice if they, yeah, manage to do the Monero cross-chain swaps. I know that Sarai is, yeah, is actively working on it. They have Bitcoin, yeah. Monero working, and now doing Ethereum and auditing and stuff. Because I originally thought that Sarai might be the way that these guys were going to incorporate this. Because once Sarai incorporates Monero, then technically Zephyr is identical to Monero, so no problem. Mm -hmm. um, but however it's done, if it's open source, like technically that could be useful for everybody because essentially like most of these are all friendly protocols. No one really gives a shit about who, who other people being successful. Like, like it's mm -hmm. mostly like this is a group. This crowd is like more all of this crowd is more hardcore cypherpunks who really want like the benefits of decentralization, not so yeah. much worried about who's competing with who. Right. It's like same thing with Maya and Thorchain kind of thing. It's all friendly forks, essentially. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, we're also quite friendly with the guys. Yeah, with with Luke from Sarai. I see that we actually set 
the Sapphire guys up with uh, Shirai. So nice. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, like I, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're implementing a fork of that or maybe something. I don't know. But it, the way the, the coins that are being described, it sounds very specific to like a third chain fork or maybe Sarai, but it's obviously there's like UTXO coins and then there's like, uh, there's obviously Monero basis. And then there's of course like Ethereum coins involved like ETH and USDT. Uh, so yeah, there's, yeah. W- once you're, you're talking about that, you're almost talking about a third chain fork. It's like very similar because yeah. you have to connect multiple wallets at that point, obviously. So, you know, Someone had to create that infrastructure. Would be quite impressive if they managed to do this in like such short amount of time. I know that, yeah, Luke has been working yeah. on this for two yeah. years now. So exactly. I, I imagine that it it's not really costing as well, but they, I, I think it's native tokens on their, Maybe. on their blockchain. At least that that's what I. So you're, I wonder if this swap is going to be an actual separate chain with its own set of like proof of work. One mm. theory I had was what if this is like uh, some kind of uh, like Ethereum classic fork or something, you know, where there's like proof of work uh, running it in the background. Because the thing is proof mm-hmm. of stake is not censorship resistant enough for what we're doing here. So I think, and, and they chose proof of work for Zephyr as well, just like Monero. And CPU-based, like CPU-based uh, chains uh, that are ASIC resistant, um, have certain advantages for decentralization. They might be slower, you know, like you're not going to get high speed. But most of the people that are in this space are not worried about the speed. They're worried about the privacy component and be able to going back and forth. They're not trying to do like you know bot transactions or something. So like maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see what they come up with. Um, but apparently it's like end of this month. Like it's pretty quick. I was like, damn, that's fast. Like that's whoever's, whoever's <laughs> that's working fast. on the system is fucking smart. I know that much. Like as far <laughs> as I can tell, these people are not amateurs. Like they're looking at like really, really serious concerns that pretty much every protocol had problems with and they're trying to fix all of those. Um, pretty impressive stuff anyway. Yeah, I'll look into it. Now, yeah. now so, I'm trying to find like, it, but sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna say if it ends up being like Zephyr native tokens, then we're we're obviously counting on you to have a Zephyr integration. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. <laughs> that will be quite a big lift for us. Then, then it would the also Maya, make sense for us to to go Maya from now, there, like, I guess. What what uh, what what are you guys um, featuring now as far as like uh, coins you can swap on Maya? Okay, yeah. So far, we have uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. As yeah, they are the the biggest chains in the industry. I think that every current and upcoming cross chain solution uh, will have Bitcoin and Ethereum. We have Torchain for the direct uh, aggregation. We have a feature coming up that allows you to go from Maya specific assets, supported assets to Torchain, supported assets in in, in one go. Uh, so we really have this. So it's almost like a, you're going to have almost an aggregator function built in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we support uh, Dash, the Dash blockchain, the Kojira blockchain. We have Arbitrum coming up in a week or two. Um, and then from our roadmap, we also have Cardano and Caspa. So yeah, with the aggregati- aggregation feature, you can go from interesting Dash to Litecoin in one go, stuff like that. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, it seems like it's... And so you're adding 
mm, chains and things that Tor, Tor chain does not have. That way we have like yep. more diversity of assets and everything. That's cool. Um, yep. uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, have, have you guys you, seen like, what's that? Yes, do which I, I am asking the Maya teams to did they are they have shillers in their shilling cartels in their team? <laughs> He's asking if you have shillers in your core team. <laughs> no, not exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the question I was gonna ask you is have you guys looked into what Chainlink CCIP is doing? So CCIP yep. allows you to do all these kind of interesting cross-chain transactions as well. I I, I don't know if it's possible like uh to incorporate ccip transactions that could be really interesting for bringing in all sorts of assets also ultimately yeah perhaps i, I think it will be some kind of dex aggregation feature like uh, dex aggregation 2.0 uh, but yeah perhaps it's it's possible i haven't looked into it too deeply because yeah this will be an aggregation contract i assume uh but i know that connecting maya to layer zero or stargaze is possible so yeah who knows <laughs> yeah with, so if, if someone is willing to develop the dex aggregation contract CCIP is a little bit different than like what ibc does um as far as like uh like connecting kajira and things CP, ccip is a much more broad uh context you can basically connect any you can bring in any asset into your protocol that CCIP is already connected to. So for example, uh, GMX is connected to CCIP, um, Arbitrum is, Optimism is, uh, and like uh, uh, Polygon is. So what happens is any asset issued within that CCIP system becomes available to all other CCIP-based systems out there, which is beautiful. Like So like it's gonna be really, really interesting. And there's also an NFT uh, layer. So think of, think of CCIP basically as a layer zero. And if you connect to it, you're connecting to any asset that's tied to that system. They brought in Circle USDC already to CCIP. They brought in um, Paxos G, you know, the gold-backed, you know, real-world asset gold-backed coin into that system. And the interesting thing about CCIP is because it's Chainlink, the Oracle system in the background makes sure that you have proper price feeds for your shit at all times. <laughs> so that's another interesting thing. So when you cross-chain swap between things, you know, somehow or another, that's integrated into the. That's what's unique about Chainlink. It's imagine this is like a giga bridge, but with oracles baked into it, so that it like there's a greater level of like uh, accuracy in terms of transactions. Yeah, I, I think protocols like this are. Yeah, I would never say that that we truly have competitors in the space, but yeah, <laughs> I would I would assume that CCIP and also CCTP. Uh, they are the the big competitors that we have because yeah they are so cheap to bridge between EVMs and yeah actually I I think it, it is possible because I talked about an interface that is going to integrate us and they are already launched or they have already integrated CCTP and IP and yeah they said it was somewhere possible I, I don't know the the exact. Uh, specifics, but yeah. it, it is what they did was they incorporated CCTP, the chain. Ah, they yeah. incorporated Circle into the CC, into the wow. um, Chainlink backend. So now, like any sort of like Circle USD that's floating around CCIP can be just ported right into your ecosystem if you have if you have CCIP integration. So it looks pretty easy too. Like they have a pretty like robust um, 
like developer page where you can just go and push a few buttons and start figuring out how to actually incorporate it. Pretty neat stuff. Like to the extent that like it makes sense today for an NFT protocol to incorporate this because the NFTs are also included in that, which means you can move your NFT from, let's say, Stargaze over to you can send it to, I don't know, like, you know, Polygon and you can sell it on their, you know, NFT platform or whatever. It's a really interesting sort of liquidity layer that's being added. But in a way, we were talking about this earlier, in a way, this is sort of a competitor in a sense to the Mayas or the Thor chains in some instance. But um, because in theory, a BTC could be uh, ultimately, uh, someone would have to provide liquidity for it, but it could basically be like CCIP version of Bitcoin could be floating around back there or whatever. Um, but how? But, but that would be wrapped though. That's the difference. Yeah, It'd be like a type of wrapper, right? It's But in for a pure yeah. cross chain, I don't think anyone has done um, what ThorChain has in terms of just pure cross chain swaps, especially if we're talking about Bitcoin specifically. Which, yeah. So I think, like in my head, it's like if I had access to BTC, I had access to Monero, maybe like um, a censorship resistant stable, maybe, and I had you know access to I don't know, like a yeah, like Doge and a few other liquid things that you can swap around really fast then you pretty much have what you need for the vast majority of things. Um, and then to get into certain DeFi platforms, like from, you know, get to Kajira or whatever, that can be helpful. Um, you know, like getting through all this without having to go to centralized exchange should be very, very critical. Um, but that privacy piece is like something that if you at least have some way to get back and forth, you know, there's a, there's a market for those people. <laughs> like, but it's like, um, providing that without providing uh, creating undue attention for a primary protocol is the key. So, if there was going to be a fork that could actually incorporate, um, like the Project Black idea as a theory makes more sense. It needs to be completely anonymous, in my opinion. Like there should be no hesitation about that. Yeah, I know that uh, Sarai is, is quite open to privacy coins, and he said that. Yeah, he don't. He doesn't want to be privacy or Monero orientated, but he's open to. Yeah, he's already doing Monero, but Haven, uh, Shield, Zcash, uh, Zephyr, and he. But how does he? But how does the guy it. keep from being like targeted though? That's the problem. If he's not anonymous, that's my question. Like, yeah. How do you wind up being not like a tornado cash situation, right? Yeah, I think it's it's the same situation with. Yeah, with Chad, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I told him too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, same yeah. problem. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure how to apply on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we joke about that with him. We're like, dude, it's like, um, on the one hand, it's like, you know, popularity is good. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, it, it can be your your enemy in this space. Yeah, 100%. It, it, at some point, it could, yeah, it could track you and punish you for the things you've done so yeah it creates yeah, unnecessary maybe that's, that's one of the reasons too why they at that moment uh, didn't choose to integrate privacy going some i'm not sure yeah not sure exactly where um but that's what his point was too is like um, mm -hmm. if it's done it's probably gonna be done on a separate fork probably not on the primary chain because even the the community might not vote for it because they don't want to mess with all that right now yeah, the, the protocol's going so great. And if Monero could bring a lot of negative attention to the chain, it would also be bad for Dogecoin as a whole. So better to launch it on the fork and still have the same features, same security, uh, 
but just take away the whole risk of being directly mm-hmm. connected to torch chains so created the torch chains right so you brand could, image maybe, too you, you could have a front end where that aggregates some of these things but not yeah but them. that's not a pro that's not a problem if, if you have a token like ethereum uh you can likely connect routers together that's how we are you aware of chain flip there are another yeah they forked door chains white paper mm-hmm. we're probably able to connect with them uh through our router and their router so as long as you have ethereum i guess it, it's possible to What's the yeah, name of that other part? Yeah, there's, there's one more fork. What's the name of it? Chain flip. Chain flip. Okay. What's their it's, focus? Like, what's their theory? Um, yeah, Torchain has put more focus on. Yeah, they call it Torfi, so lending. Uh, okay. Yeah. Burp, stuff like that, and yeah, they'll just be focusing on swaps. Uh, yeah, they they are they just launched. Uh, they are still in their. Yeah, doing everything slowly. They have a cap on how much you can swap. Uh, they have just in time to create. Yeah, I'm not the best guy to to answer all these questions about. Either way, stuff, whatever. But, but yeah, but uh, I'm just curious, like what what's happening in the space? Yeah. Okay, so they're yeah, creating. So, kind of, they're focused more on swaps, pure swaps, not the the, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're building substrate. They have uh, Polkadot, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and they'll have Arbitrum and Solana and. Yeah, that, that's oh, so they're actually working on incorporating Solana too. Then, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, Dogecoin is doing it too. So, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see who will manage to do it first. Yeah, very nice. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what these new privacy dexes, Sarai and the others, or how they're structuring this and how decentralized they're going to be, how censorship resistant they're going to be, and all of that. And it'll be exciting to see kind of what they develop and how they put that together. I don't really know. I haven't really, I haven't seen any kind of white paper material or anything like that out on these things. I think they're going to just, just create this thing and like release it at the end of the month and just say, surprise, like here it is. And I guess we'll have to see what it is at that point, which is fine. I think Sarai has one. Yeah. I, yeah. I was really hoping Sarai's uh, team of devs were, were still anonymous, at least to some degree, mm. but sounds like, sounds like not. I mean, no. if only we could get an anonymous <laughs> team, team of devs together to build the, build this this fork that we're looking for <laughs> you know i think it eventually comes because like if the tech gets developed and it's actually possible my first question is is it actually possible with ring signatures and everything to do this and if the answer is yes then okay then the next question is okay how does it set up and how does it um, become do it in a decentralized way um like how like what part of the system is recording the actual liquidity in that system when when technically it's like a privacy thing and how does the external person audit the how much actual liquidity is in the system to be sure that like it legit works right like how do you know you're not just sending your money into a black hole or something and there's no liquidity there so these concerns of course are part of it and dashboards and things are much more difficult for systems that have you know ring signatures or whatnot so i don't know uh, you know how that's going to play out i think at, at, from some point it, it will always be a little bit open uh no private since yeah in, in order for as cross chain solution as Torche, Maya, Sarai, Chainflip, in order for them to observe a chain and to broadcast it, uh yeah, it, you still need public information. So I I think it, it would never be possible without having some type of centralization uh and doing unless, some stuff. Unless maybe Drew, maybe the missing piece of the puzzle that we're missing is maybe this is somehow baked into the Zephyr um 
uh, chain itself somehow. True. <laughs> that could be a very different, because you can tell how much ZRS there is, and you can tell how much reserve there is, and you can tell there, there's some information that is chain level that you could, you could have, and if the DEX is at a chain level, that changes the picture a little bit. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why they haven't talked about the actual tech behind it, because the tech is actually the same chain, maybe. I don't know. Um, that could be interesting. Um, slow, but interesting. <laughs> but that's kind of a ring signature, just by definition, slow chains. You can't really do them. Like throughput is not really what you're optimizing for at all. Slow is fine, though. It's like he said before, that it's not like this is going to be like an everyday. Right. Um, I mean, it has to be slow because like you can't do signatures without it. Um, that time lag is part of the process of like how the chain works. So like when people say, oh, it's not fast. It's like, yeah, that's not how XMR <laughs> works either. Yeah. yeah. The point of this isn't to have like, like private Solana. I mean, this is, this really right. is like a store of value. It, it's a, it's a, it's safety. Right. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah. So how, how, how have you guys seen like your TVL pickup um, at Maya? How's that? How are things going? Uh, slowly but steady, uh, we've seen an increase in the past months. Uh, new features like uh, savers, streaming swaps coming up very soon, new chains. Uh, these are things that will increase our TVL. Uh, I, I think, yeah, we had Dash only, just the, the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Torchain, and Dash only until June or July, maybe later even. Uh, so, yeah. There wasn't a lot of reason to use my app because, yeah, the only chain, unique chain that we had was Dash. But as we integrate more chains and more new stuff, it, it does make sense to LP on Maya. Uh, we have some awesome things coming up that I can't share as of yet, but that will definitely track a lot of volume uh, and liquidity. Uh, but yeah, streaming subs is, is the next big thing on the agenda along with Arbitrum. I think that streaming shops, yeah, th there are some big DEXs and aggregators that still haven't integrated Maya, but I think at, at that moment, it, yeah, it, it's a no-brainer because, yeah, the, the things that they're worried about now are slippage. And so you mean like, you mean like once like Squid Router or like TFM and these different groups, like they start using you guys in the back, in back end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're actually talking with with most of them, uh, but also like the, the the big ones in Torchain, Shapeshift, and Torswap. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for for TFM and Skip, we're talking. Yeah, we're doing. We're working on IBC aggregation. Thanks to our Kujira integration, that will be much easier. Go from yeah, using Kujira as an intermediary to go from native Bitcoin to any IBC token. Uh, that, that will be possible. Yeah, that will be possible in the next coming months. Uh, and yeah, that's sweet. That, that's a requirement also from <laughs> from uh, Skip. And yeah, I'm not sure about TFM, but for, from Skip, it, it's a requirement because they want everything to be to be able to go from all the assets and chain they support in, in one swap and they don't want to do multi-hops, which makes sense. I agree, it's much better UX. And less failure rates too, because like it sucks True. to have to. If you're doing any kind of big like transaction, you get super super nervous about doing some kind of like multi hop thing. <laughs> Just yeah, well, well, basically it, the whole thing still multi hop. Yeah, but basically it's still multi hop, but just the ability to 
yeah, put everything, all this information in the in the memo, uh, which also sucks in in most ways because if you want to do something from Bitcoin, then you're limited to Bitcoin's eighty bytes limit. So, uh, but yeah, it will be interesting to see. I think it will definitely open up a lot of possibilities. Yep, sweet. Um, yeah, you need to see like what the um, yeah, like this is gonna be an interesting run. Like, it, it, how are you guys seeing? Like, uh, I'm just picking your brain here, just kind of getting alpha. But like, how's the um, like, did you guys see kind of transactions pick up? Uh, like you know, like October, November, when sort of like all the altcoins sort of like pumped, or and then things calm down for you guys, just like everybody else. Or have you seen like continuous increasing transactions or what over the last few months? Um, yeah, it, it, it goes along with our general growth. Uh, we had a spike in October and then, yeah, w when there is a lot of volume in general on the day, then we also have it on Maya. Uh, yeah, there are, there are more arbitrage opportunities, of course, because yeah, we work with, yeah, we're in AM. Uh, we're all dependent on ARPs, but in general, then people use more aggregators, more DEXs, and then we also have more volume, more fees goes to LPs, which is good for us. Um, yeah <laughs> so i i do hope that more big volume days will be coming and hopefully the markets will keep growing as it has done a little bit in the last couple of months yeah i mean things are looking pretty good right now like uh so yeah. in october what happened was like Chainlink ran first uh rune was right around that time as well and then a variety of other alts and things sort of picked up and we had kind of like the first sort of like what I call kind of a disbelief pump of the sort of new bull run. And you had like quite a bit of like total three, which is the non ETH, non BTC sort of market cap sort of mm -hmm. do a little bit of a number and start moving. And then like now, like you're starting to see the first vestiges of sort of coming out of that consolidation period. So like uh Chainlink, for example, just broke out um, and it was sort of started first. So it tends to go first again. And then as things go move forward, like you're seeing, yeah, like next will probably be all the other um, alts probably within, I'm guessing within a month, they're going to all start moving up as my estimation. Um, the, I am a little nervous about the coins that sort of ran early this year, like the injectives and um, I don't know, like Solana and stuff in the sense that they, they could probably stand to use a bit more consolidation, but they could run too. But I, I suspect that um, this year, Assuming we don't have some black swan event uh, like we did last time, that we probably, my guesstimation is that we're going to have what seems like a 2016 style run, which is where we have a havening year run as opposed to a having year, havening year, you know, destruction like we've had in the past. <laughs> and uh, I think the ETF thing with BTC is kind of going to drive some of that as well. And I think liquidity and flows um, like should be reasonable uh going forward especially because like the stock market and everything's doing fine as well it's kind of pumping the nasdaq and whatever so um yeah outside of some kind of like giga crash in the world somewhere um i think there may be sort of like a 2016 style happening year run uh which could be quite quite pronounced um we'll see what happens but that's kind of my theory so hopefully we get traffic everywhere very soon i think Chainlink has started in the run now like i think over this coming month it's probably going to probably two X or something to a couple of fibs. And then after that, it's like, I think quite a few other things pumped right around, right after that Zephyr did. And I mean, pretty much the entire alt space 
would be kind of on time. This is like it's an engine almost like <laughs> with whichever thing hasn't pumped yet pumps next. And this is how this, it just cycles. Um, so that's a good thing too, is like, if you have uh, the more ch- coins you have on your, your system at Maya, um, the, the less you'll be susceptible to sort of like the volatility of that particular one, you know, there tends to be things that are like off cycle by about a month and it's good to have a variety of things. So there's always like new action. There's always active activity going on. Uh, something that's pumping as opposed to all of your stuff is all just like running together. (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah. We noticed that our, uh, yeah, we have our brewing cacao pool, uh, this pool is quite big and yeah, it, I think it's half of our liquidity. Yeah, we had a liquidity auction, fair launch, and people get their free cacao basically. But we saw a lot of people putting their brune in uh, the liquidity auction, uh, resulting in half of our TVL being in the brune cacao pool now. But especially when brune, yeah, we're quite dependent on what brune does, does now in terms of price for cacao. Uh, so we hope that by bringing yeah, there, a- we'll also yeah lose that dependency from torchain's price action uh, because it's, yeah. it's weird but like there's something about the way um some of the sort of like crypto whales operate is they there's a tendency for uh coins to pump within the same sector so for example with link running this last few days um you know, Pith Network also ran this in the last few days. No particular good reason for that to happen, except that these things get sector correlated for some reason. Um, so that's an interesting sort of happening. And then what's interesting about Rune is it ran also along with Chainlink back in October. So it's kind of due at this point in terms of pullback. So I was pointing that out this morning. So I think, um, yeah, like with the with the pullback of Rune and also the fact that like you've come to a reasonable price above its deterministic multiple rune should probably start doing well pretty soon and probably maya with it same time i'm guessing i'd say probably within the month you'll you'll probably see some interesting action is my guess we'll we'll see if it anything i say actually materializes or not (laughs) yeah i hope it also brings more liquidity i think that that's the most important thing for us uh go price action is nice uh but yeah for us yeah i mean it's interesting i mean it doesn't matter as lot as it does for torchain because yeah torchain nodes they bond rune and uh, maya validators bond lp units so our security isn't yeah that dependent on cacao's mm. price yeah still oh, really? lp moves along with uh that 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 you lp but uh, i see it's not as important for us as it is for other protocols tvl is what matters and Right. But still, for my own bags, my personal bags. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. Well, I think I think everything's going to move soon. I, I think that um, the the what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, like you've had reasonable pullbacks on a lot of the altcoin space already. Um, so, you know, volume is dropping off everywhere. And usually when that happens, one of two things happens, everything dumps real hard or everything pumps really hard. <laughs> and, uh, and I think like, if you look at, um, where Rune is in terms of its f- pricing, it seems like it's a fairly priced speculative multiple right now. So I think there's a good chance that it'll catch a bid. Um, if, if you care about, you know, my, my musings about, um, my theories about the, the projections here, <laughs> like, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I think quite a few of the alts have pulled back nicely, and and um, 
are probably reasonable buys if people care about these things. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, the, I was going to say something else I was going to mention. Um, yeah, like timing wise, you know, these two, are, like the whole space looks ready to sort of move again in terms of alts now. And, and depends too, like, does BTC just go sideways or not? Cause usually when, if we go sideways for another few months, which is possible, then, uh, alts tend to run quite nicely. So hopefully that happens. Um, my, my theory is like mm, a significant portion of this bull run will, may actually happen this year um, and a little bit into next year. But I have this theory that like a lot of the newbies are going to be left behind this time. All the people that got wrecked by all the various like, you know, uh, crashes last couple, couple of years ago, I think has soured a lot of newbies and newbies will come late to the party this time more than more than usual. And I think the um, incumbents are who are playing the game still right now. I haven't seen a lot of new folks coming into Twitter spaces and such. Almost everybody is veterans of the last crash, at least. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking uh, we're sort of in a, a bit of a PVP market. So that's why one thing runs at a time. And there may not be enough liquidity for everything to run simultaneously. It's not a full on like, gigable market just yet. Um, maybe, maybe hopefully over the summer and beyond, we get, we see that happen, uh, where, you know, how like everything just irrationally pumps, like all, every random coin starts going up. That's how, you know, um, you're in that sort of phase, but I don't think we're there yet anyway. Um, but yeah, fun talking to you, man. Like it's, I haven't talked to you guys before. I've talked to Chad, Chad and I talk a lot on spaces and stuff like that, but it's cool. Did you just happen to show up or like someone messaged you or something that we're talking about you? Uh, yeah, it, it just showed up. On the top of my screen, so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about you. Maybe like the the, the thing, uh, the AI messaged you somehow and like showed you to come. <laughs> we were talking about Maya like five seconds before you showed up, which is very funny. Oh, wow. Like we, we were just chatting about how to get, you know, privacy coins onto DEXs and, you know, where, you know, hey, yeah, chain you, Maya, works. Maya Sir, I have a request. Like, you know, you should add injective token. So, no. We can trade injective in your. McLovin here decided to become like a hardcore injective user and shiller. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> well, it's up to the nodes to decide which chain they integrate. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of injective uh, myself. As far as I know, quite some VCs are behind it and. Yeah, I, I don't like it myself, but yeah, yeah it's kind of, growing a lot. Of, I bought a little bit and I rode a little bit of the pump and I sold it. But yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not buying too heavy into very many uh, heavy VC type projects this time around. Um, yeah, it's I mean, all, about, all about the fair launch, all about the fair launch this time around, including Zeph, which is exactly why we were talking about you. Really hopeful. Just going to keep shilling it, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's things that have like either fair launch or like either and or just reasonable tokenomics to start out with. Um, I think Caspag became famous for that. Um, you know, I think Zephyr's in that boat as well. Um, you know, essentially protocols and chains and things that are not like, you know, screwing over their early um, yeah, the investors. Positive. Positive thing of executive is, you know, there is a full India out there and you're going to have really popularity in India because you can, whenever you go to the Discord, you can see like thousands of Indians out there. And we run this place. But you're Hawaiian. There is, 
uh, sorry i am a hawaiian and i i am talking about the indians i am not indian i am talking about indians <laughs> yeah no uh, no hopefully injective does well as well these are all cosmos chains so we we wish everyone well um but yeah it's it's all good <laughs> anyway um i think i'm going to get going i've been on hanging out all day um talking shop and crypto and shit uh good day off yep. today aloha aloha city yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a real pleasure guys thanks mahalo for mahalo i think <laughs> anyway yeah thanks for the for you guys for showing up it's been fun talking yeah thank you for having me good info all right catch up later man Thanks. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments, red down. Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken Honest, I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting notters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Click the cap Yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape and plunder the earth say and wonder about the worth and play ring around the rosy while the thunder is served